0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 325, The Commentators of Twilight Imperium. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter
1: Donaldson. <laughs> we could call it like road to the commentators. What do you think about that? Like road to, <laughs> road to the commentators. We're leading up to the commentators <laughs> final. Why don't we do a tournament of commentary like who has the best commentary face off, you yeah, know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. In, in in Jasper's uh before Jasper's interview, Jasper was like you know i used to try really hard uh, in the tournament because i really just wanted to be on the road to the finals episode and now i don't have to try so hard uh because i got to d- interview f- in this episode so i don't d- care anymore
1: <laughs> there you go that's a little that's a little teaser right there or spoiler <laughs> depending on how you think about it
0: uh hey hunter before we do any of that business can i give you an update on the tournament so far Yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay, great. Uh, We've had a good number of winners this last week, uh, and here, here, here they are. First on the list, finally. Here's, you know what? Actually, I'll preface it with this. This week was, I think, the week of a handful of people that have been putting in a lot of attempts finding their wins. There's at least yeah. three I'm looking at where I know they've played a lot so far. Uh, the first on that list is Wise, who has been putting in hours. And congratulations to yeah. Wise for finally making it into the prelims.
1: Also, Rwise, you know, famously really cares about winning <laughs> and is like a real competitive force yeah, in, yeah. you know, competitive TI. Of course. Takes the game really seriously. Um, and, you know, I would say plays in that classic, just like meat and potatoes, <laughs> straight up and down, does the optimal play every time. Uh-huh. I mean. Uh, also winning this week is Yashuncho,
0: Paul Davis, 92. Teddy's jam for you, re- uh, p- previous winner of the tournament, also struggling to find a win. This uh, qualifiers, Teddy is <laughs> in the prelims. What? <laughs> I've just seen how many games he's played. Why is? That? I'm not talking smack.
1: He's, congratulations, he's struggling. Yeah. He really
0: needs this. He really needs this win. Uh, the next one is funny. Uh, you might note on the tapestry, a uh, uh, congratulations to dumbest guy in the room on your win. Uh, dumbest guy in the room then messaged me. Uh, and is bowing out of the tournament. So, if anybody is looking at numbers and all of that and the breakdown of who won and whatnot, and then you later realize that the dumbest guy in the room is not in the prelims, they they uh, our first uh, bow out of the tournament has occurred. So, congratulations, anyways, though. You still won a qualifier game. You played a good yeah. game with TI.
1: Nice work. Good job. Good job, dumbest guy in the room. Yep. Uh, also, we
0: have Phantasma, Stowell J6288, Terminus DT, Dookie for Life123, and Whoa, Brian, oh, RYs
1: just texted me. That's
0: really funny. Isn't that weird? They they felt they felt <laughs> you talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's ten winners. Uh, moving on to the prelims, nice. and that now gives us uh, we are at a hundred and
1: two. We've broken the one hundred person mark for the prelims, but uh, nice job. We're not quite halfway there yet. We're almost halfway. Well, we're we're right on track. Technically, it's halfway through November. Uh, we're going to break through halfway this weekend yeah um, i'm going to make another attempt um this weekend so you know if you want to hang out and clown on me more whatever you want you know <laughs> i gotta i've assembled a new group of people we'll see which one of them prioritizes making sure that i don't make it uh-huh we'll uh-huh. see <laughs> we'll see i'm excited about this it this week I on I, hunter and the qualifiers <laughs> i i mean hey i enjoy the game i don't win or lose i i have a fun time with it yeah. um so what, whatever i don't i don't need to make it all the way to the finals to know that i am in fact the winner yeah i've said this good. before yeah that's funny uh given my recent
0: youtube experience uh win or lose I'm having a bad time in the game somehow, so we're we're polar opposites in that regard, I suppose. I'm not actually yeah. having a bad time, everyone. It's okay.
1: You, Listen, you are, though. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> let's like don't turn it into a joke. It's not a joke. You're having a bad. You have a bad time at the outcome. I have a bad mentality. Think- it's not the outcome. It's the it's the it the sequence of events
0: that usually occurs in round four and five uh, uh, makes my brain explode in a way that is hard to contend with is how I I'll think it's
1: funny that when you win, you're like, I didn't deserve that yeah because a lot of the people that that uh, kind of talk smack sometimes to our faces, they'll be like, that's kind of the stuff they say yeah. So I'll be like, Matt, don't worry about it. Don't do their job for them. Like, let them have this, you know, because like if you take up that space, if you're so Uh self-critical that the haters don't have any room for hate then you're kind of robbing them of something. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that you don't need to do that. So I, I would want say- want to rob them of something,
0: though. That's that's exactly what I'm after, is to rob them of the chance to get oh, to say it before me. I'm a, yeah, I'm, it's a defense if mechanism. I'm getting it. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. If
1: you say you're bad, then the haters will just be agreeing with you. Yeah um well that's still not you don't need to do that (laughs) why would you need to do that why would you want to agree with your haters that seems really strange let's not i don't know let's not agree with them they are in fact incorrect yeah philosophically emotionally they're just wrong okay that's that's that's, that's That's the actual truth, the stone-cold truth right there.
0: Uh, Well, let's talk about what today's fun episode is. We have a series of interviews lined up that I'm very excited for because we are in the midst of the qualifiers which is like just there's a deluge of games happening uh there's a handful of people uh working tirelessly behind the scenes to try to bring you those qualifier matches there's all sorts of people streaming twilight imperium and this is uh, a community that i think has grown quite a bit since like our first Two to three years uh, doing the tournament and even just the two to three years of us kind of doing the show streaming twilight imperium has has really really grown quite a bit and we just wanted to take time and talk to a bunch of the people who take part in it obviously not everybody we couldn't get everybody but uh, talk to as many people as we could about what it's like to commentate twilight imperium what it's like to endure uh you know that long of a stream which i think is pretty unique amongst our community this idea that like a match takes eight hours there's not very many right. games that do that so uh and yeah just in in general some tournament talk but also just uh streaming across the board in this beautiful little community for, uh, of ours and i i view it as a big celebration you'll hear every single interview end with me being like i just think this is great boy what a great what a fun time i'm having so sorry for the repetition there but i genuinely have had an amazing time doing this episode and talking to everybody it's just i'm just so happy everyone gets to listen to this episode
1: and you're doing it again exactly. right now. exactly so can i get an apology for this time yeah to, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey haters you because... don't
0: get to get on to me about apologizing for
1: yes this. Wow, I, I really learned, like, a key part of your psychological makeup right yep. now Yep, uh, is this idea. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, it. It is, it is a lot of people, and I think there are a lot of interesting perspectives uh, yep. that you're going to get from this episode on streaming. I also feel like this is an opportunity to try and encourage uh, people that are thinking about it to, yep. like, get involved. Um, it's really fun. There's more tools now than there have ever been. For sure. Uh, it also looks sicker than it's ever looked <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it looks great um and yeah even though it's you know really long and kind of crazy to do yeah. uh it's it's fun and i'm surprised i'm always surprised by how many people uh are interested in in doing the yeah. job of that
0: yeah something we've always tried to encourage in people sort of volunteering to stream you know space cats games is like i like letting people like do it the way they want to, right? Like I I don't tr- I try not to come in and be like this is the Space Cats method and you should do it this way. We have like a we've had I've, have a pretty old tutorial up that I would love to update of like how to stream Twilight Imperium. Um and I think it gives some pointers, but I tried in that thing to not dictate like anything that i think is the best way to do anything because i just think it's better when people throw in their flavor and so you know having different styles of commentary with different focuses on like what is being commentated about i just think makes the scene a little bit richer
1: i want to talk about something me and you before we get into the interviews yeah and it's 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 sort of related to this through line of of criticism but it's something that i've kind of been thinking about Um, for a little bit which is you know when we started streaming Mm -hmm. we weren't even really sure it was something anyone was going to want right and then we found out people did want it and then it kind of went through this phase of being like kind of feeling like a party Mm -hmm. and i feel like we're out of that now mostly because of conceding to a lot of criticism that we would get kind of on the YouTube, which yeah. I don't normally like listening to YouTube criticism, but a lot of times we would get it on our finals video of it being confusing or it feeling like we were treating that day like sort of a celebration. Yep. And now I feel like our logic is it's not a celebration it is a it is a very serious esports moment Uh with very serious commentary yeah but i'm kind of still in between (laughs) like i'm not sure (laughs) which is the right yeah one call there and i'm wondering if you feel similar yeah i think the reality
0: is it's impossible to sustain the like level of seriousness that I think sometimes YouTube wants and YouTube is cheating, right? They, they get to skip around. So they want every second of what they watch to be good, perfect analysis. And like, they're fine to want that. And that like, that would be a wonderful standard to uphold. That is a standard that a large crew can uphold when you can maybe cycle people out or whatever. But like, you will note that like almost no other sport asks anyone to maintain a critical eye for longer than six hours. Like that doesn't sure. exist, basically. Uh, even even the Olympics, where it's like, yeah, stuff is running for like 14 hours a day at the Olympics, but people are coming and going from that or whatever. Right. And so I, I think maybe that's the part that viewers forget, and you talk to literally any commentator and they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna break down at some point. Like you're gonna, you have to follow a tangent, you have to get distracted. Like there is just no other way to do this job than to hang out with Twitch chat basically, right? Like you're just there for too long and sometimes nothing's happening in front of you. Like with Twilight Imperium, sometimes there's just dead air and you need to fill it like it, it would be it would be weird to be sitting there not saying anything. And, and there's not always like a critical analysis to do or whatever. And, and also, I just think it makes it a better time. So I'm with you that I I think it's it is a, a necessary aspect to have sort of goofing around. And you watch this in uh, in, I don't know, Starcraft commentary. My favorite commentators are the ones that goof around a little bit mid midstream you know if, if, if it's the beginning the first three minutes of a match of starcraft right is like well we're just sort of building our bases probably uh unless someone's doing something really cheeky we're probably just setting up and the commentators right. get to sort of play around in that space they don't need to sit here and theorize every potential thing that might happen they just have to wait to see what's gonna go on and during that time they get to goof around a little bit and i and and we have way more of that goofing around time available to us
1: that's true but i would say we did not really utilize it in the finals video that we just did that we did a couple months ago right so i mean that's kind of more my question is like like i'm trying to get you to commit here yeah do you think what do you think was our best finals video uh, there we go now That's you have fun. to now you have no way to wriggle out of it you have to give me a solid <laughs> well, answer
0: well i, I want to say the newest one and the, but the big difference with the newest one and the thing we've been trying recently is a lot more of leaning into the edit during the stream and letting the commentary lean into the edit so the new philosophy right. i have is hey, we can goof around at certain points because guess what? I know that's not even gonna be in the YouTube video. I'm gonna cut that out entirely. Uh, And then when it's an important moment, I either hush up because the players are talking or I talk about very specifically what's going on because I know that's going to be the chunk (laughs) that goes into the video that is pared down and edited. So to even sort of remark back to what I was saying earlier, you know, YouTube gets to skip around I think you and I have this interest of making a video that there's nothing to skip around anymore, right? I, I, if I've right. made the video an hour and a half long, I'm giving you the skipped around bits, which means then I'm also isolating the sort of most important commentary, and that definitely affects the live stream because we're we're sort of mentally noting those things and and tracking those moments. But I think it gives us the freedom to have like a space for goofing around rather than that sort of looming fear. That it's gonna, because there was plenty of goofing around in the finals, right? I mean, we we had we had some some dumb things happening, Uh, not so much together. You and I were kind of in separate rooms or whatever, basically. Mm -hmm. But we we had a few moments, uh, and yeah, that just gets like kind of removed from the finished product, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think about that compared to me, you, and EJ sitting on a couch yelling. That was the best time I ever had. That was the best finals for us but it was not the best finals video yeah i just think maybe it was and (laughs) i'm interested if the audience agrees so if you think that or if you don't think that right i i would because here's the thing i feel like i maybe don't care that much about a youtube video if it's like a bunch of people that aren't kind of already in the audience coming in and saying like I don't think this is funny or like uh-huh. i can't understand like it's like there's two people we could make that video for for sure there's uh for the larger twilight imperium audience um and then there's like for the space cats peace turtles audience right and they're not they're not one in one um and i know that for a fact (laughs) um there's the space cats peace turtles people that are like cool funny interesting people (laughs) and then there's the rest and those people suck (laughs)
2: just kidding just kidding that's a joke no it's okay they're not
1: listening so we're fine oh yeah (laughs) like it like seriously have you ever met someone that plays twilight imperium but doesn't listen to the show ew that is a huge red flag right there i'm like whoa you're probably evil um oh my gosh just kidding i'm just kidding okay um but uh yeah i i don't know i'm just interested for the audience to kind of sound off on that like yeah like and and uh i i no hostility to anybody one way or the other. I truly am kind of torn yeah. about this subject. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, should it be just us farting around yeah. and having a good time and like yelling yeah. and being ridiculous? Or should it be like, you know, considered, reserved, serious, yeah. uh, accurate, exact, you know what I mean? Like right like what what should the guiding principle be i'm not i i realize it's never going to be purely one or the other right i'm not it's not possible for that i yeah. mean i i'm i'm not even asking that what i'm saying is like what do people want us to set in our sites yeah yeah because yeah. i'm
0: torn i think another relevant aspect to that is like i mean we've started to differentiate uh, games where one of us is at the helm and the vibe of that and then the eventual YouTube video for that where that's like we aren't cutting those up. Like we will continue to yeah. like when when it's Hunter plays Sardak Nor, Matt plays Ghosts of Krius. The the whole VOD goes up on the YouTube of that still because that's like you're here with us in the driver's seat and sort of the whole point right. is to be hanging out with us which then also lends itself to like we're just hanging out and maybe we're farting around for a while and, and I think that one gets to be a lot more screwing around and maybe, maybe tournament games are, are a bit more serious time or at the very least, definitely the mentality we went with for the finals is like, well, the finals is where we should probably take it seriously. The prelims when we're having to do 36 over the course of a few months and it's just like a relentless gauntlet. I think i give us permission to let that be a bit of the party uh, because there's tons of other prelims you could watch, basically. Like, there's so many other. And honestly, I I extend that same thing to the qualifiers when all these other people are doing it. If you don't like one streamer's style, guess what? There's other streamers available. There's other games available to you. I I don't uh, give a lot of credence to people who want to, like, trash talk one streamer's style over another it's like you can just that's why it's good to have a bunch of options because we all like different stuff
1: yeah and there is it's important to remember that whatever it is that you want out of this it's new it's not yeah like right it it, it isn't like a defined thing we don't have a lot of like yeah and that's actually what's exciting about it right right? like it's not very old the idea of commentating twilight imperium um and it sort of originated by accident Mm -hmm. um and so i would say there is no if you have some sort of dogma about it it's too young for you to feel (laughs) that way really i mean objectively it's 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 too young to know what it is supposed to be um we're you know in 30 years when i'm long dead mm-hmm. uh there will be <laughs> i has got 10 there years will be... ahead of him <laughs> good. good to know <laughs> uh there will be like you know a defined way of doing it there yeah. will be a lot of things that people have like concluded over the years that has just kind of floated to the top but yeah right, right now it's new um and that's why it's fun to get a whole bunch of uh perspective on yeah. it uh because we don't know you know Absolutely. we don't know who's going to be correct in all yeah. of this well, let's do that
0: then. Let's get a bunch of perspective and let's talk to just all of our wonderful friends who are a part of this community and bring it to uh, everybody else's eyeballs. Uh, so let's let's cut to our interviews uh, yeah. with the commentators of Twilight Imperium. Let's do it. I'm joined now by one of the streamer extraordinaires i would say and uh, when i say extraordinaire i mean perhaps terrifying machine it's big al cappuccino uh the man who cannot be stopped when it comes to streaming i don't know big al do you have a rough guess over the past however many years you've been now involved in streaming do you have a rough guess how many games you have streamed
3: um top of my head i want to say 60 to 70 that seems low al let's be honest
0: with ourselves you've you've had a lot of double or even triple header weekends so i i'm a bit i'm a bit hesitant to say it's more than that but i do think you you are up there with like you know, I don't even know if Hunter and I have streamed as many as you at this point because Hunter oh. and I split so many up, uh, you know, it's it, if, if you were putting Hunter and I together, we would probably have you beat. But individually, I think you might be completely up there. And I'm sure there's a few other names I'm... in that camp.
3: My YouTube is at 110, probably 10 of those would be other people's where they didn't have YouTube, maybe five to 10 on non streamed events. So it's probably about 90. Wow. that's uh... Maybe one or two that got cut into two or three parts or maybe 80 (laughs) to 90. Well, that's
0: terrifying. Um, The thing to to talk about then and the reason that number got so high was you were among the sort of uh, legion uh, in the last two years. That sort of made a pact uh to try to get every single qualifier game streamed and i would i would throw obviously elspeth into that camp uh jasper was a part of it last year there were there were a few names that really made it their kind of goal to see every single Mm. qualifier game get streamed this year obviously the format is uh different (laughs) have you been going lighter this year or has it been business as usual for
3: big al (laughs) No, 100%. So for me, streaming in 2022 and 2023, 24 and 5 were both first to jan start of season. And for me, that's low season at work. You know, it's mm-hmm. summer in, in New Zealand, everybody's on Christmas holidays and New Year's. And I i can do three streams a week. I'm still working, but I am a far lighter work schedule. Um, I could do four schedules, four in a weekend uh, at times. Wow. And as a passion, you know, what else am I going to do but play TI or stream <laughs> TI, and I believe there's a season for these things, and Jan <laughs> Feb was streaming season, that's what wow. it became. And yeah. Um. So yeah, it was relatively easy. This year, though, two factors. Um. Obviously, the 216 is nigh on impossible yeah. to stream, we just do not have the streamer base to actually meet that. We've got the, you know, auto streams in place at the moment that do help with that, but leaving a computer unattended for 10 hours as the host is a little bit sketch yeah, um yeah right. um that helps but then also for me it's a busy time Yeah, i've just had my financial year the 31st of october and you know those uh real life uh, obligations yeah. come a little bit before i tried to do one a weekend um it is partly the reason i did the dirty in my qualifier game to get through and then open up the streaming schedule a little bit <laughs>
0: it's not about getting into the prelims it's about not having a reason to play in the qualifiers anymore
3: so that you can stream qualifiers. Yeah, to that's to get what you're back saying to streaming <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest grinding those qualifiers is hard yeah like streaming is pretty chillax you're not trying to win every time Absolutely. you're not chasing victory you're chasing the adventure and you're getting yeah. to go on a very chillax way to consume twilight and right. um after i did only four weekends in a row grinding and it, it's arduous. And yeah. I feel for the players that are going to go, you know, a good 10, 12, 13 weekends over the season. I hope they all get through. Um, but it is taxing. And yeah. I do remind people that this can be a bit of an addiction where you've got to be mindful that it doesn't start riding you. The monkey's not yep. on your back riding you ragged. Um, and it's on your terms. Yep. Um, and often it can be good just to take a weekend off or go for a walk or mm-hmm. uh, find something a little bit ex parte from your passion. Um, that allows you to come back in a more balanced way.
0: That's always my my kind of fear or whatever. As someone who feels sort of in charge of you all, is I want to make sure you're doing it for yourselves <laughs> and not some sense of obligation to to the community or whatever. It's great that everybody wants to give so much, but you know, I never want that to come at some sort of cost. Can we talk a bit about uh, you? You were sort of remarking in there that you know, there's there's so much less load mentally on on streaming and everything uh, compared to playing, obviously. Um, what do you get out of streaming and maybe specifically commentating? What, what's the, how does the experience differ uh, for you?
3: Okay, so I'm obviously a bit of an exhibitionist and I like the performing art aspect of Twilight. So mm-hmm. when you're commentating specifically, whether you were streaming or commentating, um, you're, you're dealing with chat and you're getting to perform in a different way. Yeah. And you know, there's definitely tables I've been at where I'm over-talking. The other five players feel big L's just ranting and raving and they want a bit more of a subdued game. When you're commentating, especially solo, you know, you've got free reign. So it's a nice environment in that respect. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I love is the people aspect of TI. So for me, the mechanics, you know, it's all part of it. It sets the stage. We have props, we have rules, we have boundaries, and uh, it's the those undercurrents. It's watching somebody get a little bit titchy because <laughs> somebody's just talking to them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And human politics and emotions coming into it. And streaming and commentating, I feel I get to experience that in a way I don't from a player seat. A player seat is very blinkered. Yeah. Your relative perspective is very narrow. You're looking at your slice, your home towards Mechatol. You're missing things happening all over the galaxy. Right. I actually think, uh, having watched hundreds of players now, folk like Deft, um, she's good because she zooms out, because yeah. she's almost commentating a game for herself. She's right. so autopilot in her own slice. She's actually aware of all that. So as a commentator, I get to experience that viewpoint. Yeah. And, and. Feel those undercurrents. And the other good thing is, as a player, you're trying to win the game. You're trying to be victorious. Sometimes you might have a, another person you're kind of backing as well, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, as a commentator, you can switch and switch. You can check the underdog for the first round, then you can go. Magi's going to do it. Then you can get all <laughs> excited about some dude who's never played online before, right. and it's suddenly. Oh man, those, those are my favorite. My favorite are the the completely
0: new faces when they show up. They're like, "This is my fourth game of Ti. I don't know. I'm checking it out." And then they're just they're a slayer. You know what I mean? I I love it when you see like a natural at the game where it doesn't, this is how I feel about Jono, honestly, like Jono will tell you he doesn't play like a ton of games, but he's just got the brain for it. He just clicks into it instantly. Uh, So yeah, I I love the storylines that develop behind players, like you're saying, and and, and getting kind of to understand the theatrics of, of the whole thing,
3: as it were. What I love about Jono was he played a lot of Warhammer. Yes. And in the prelims game where we ride or died, I noted Positional placing of units more akin with a Warhammer game where hmm. you're measuring with your three-inch ruler how far away things are, yeah. Than any game of T.I. I've seen, and and it's it's trying to like uncover how much of an impact that has and how that actually starts fitting in, yeah. Um, right. it, it, because we do become as a community blinkered by our meters and diversity is really the key. You know, folk yeah. coming in and going, you know, what we never wash each other. Why would you mm-hmm. and We've kind of tried that, we've seen where it goes, but maybe we haven't fully explored those corners of our universe. Absolutely.
0: Something else I love that you do, um, obviously you don't just stream like, Space Cats, Peace Turtles tournament games. You're doing all kinds of stuff. You're also a, a, you know, a big deal in the Australian scene. And, uh, there was a recent, uh, match or whatever of, uh, some (laughs) slightly different rules at play. And I think all of that feeds into, uh, the, as you always put it, kind of the stew, my favorite thing about trying to encourage other people to like run tournaments or run sort of various matches is having those different rule sets play some sort of role in how everybody now has to reinterpret what they think about the game so can can you tell us about some of the the side projects the non-space cats streams you've done
3: so cool guys this last weekend gone by did a charity stream still available on twitch and is on the youtube Um, and so a lot of them are hellfish players hell mode players they just love taking home systems and whatnot Um, because it's for charity you're trying to you know have a slightly different game yeah and uh, people got to donate money and then draft other players' slices for them uh, who weren't playing. There were shenanigans like that. Um, and Jesser, who's the two-years-running champion at the Melbourne yeah. tournament, uh, Australasia's largest, um, uh, he ended up with a slice with, like, two gravity rifts, his arbor wreck, and no planets <laughs> within one from home, and had to run two rifts. <laughs> and in round one, in the very first dice roll, actually came up uh, with a one or a two, killing this carrier <laughs> on the way to Beric Lurte. And in chat, all of a sudden, somebody goes, I'll donate $20 if he gets a re roll. <laughs> oh, now it's charity. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, donate, whatever, donate. Yeah. And he gets a re roll and he lives. And funny enough, his second capacity ship also rolled a thing and nobody would pay then and he died. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the rules that they changed up as well were each round, uh, round two. Last pick got two strategy cards and oh, you knew this wow. was coming, so you could plan for it. So selling speaker all of a sudden was like, No, no, don't sell me speaker. I want yeah, two yeah, I want to get two. That's hilarious. I love that. And the the fifth round was and oh, no fourth round was all gravity rifts are adjacent to people's home systems. So Jesse had those two gravity rifts, he loves taking people's home systems, but it really encouraged that. Mm-hmm. And then round five was at status zero, when you come to scoring, if you control somebody's home system, a home system, not yours, gain one point at status zero. <laughs> so kind of tomb inverted. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, the math just changed. It was, that small change really changed this loss time. it's like, oh, no, he actually wins like this person, but now he's winning on zero status. And, mm-hmm. um, but again, to go back to NAS- the Nuzlocke game. I want to play Nuzlocke with my IRL group. I, I I walked away from that actually quite betwixt by it. I don't yeah. think I want to say I loved it. But <laughs> um, I'm... Thank
0: goodness for that. <laughs>
3: Intrigued. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that Nuzlocke could be a crazy format. Yeah. And and Mate Nason's one as well was, yes. was really
0: good. I love the Weird Bear exhibition um, stuff because of those, for the most part, minor little twists and turns. I'm like dying to do more Absol mod. Uh, obviously it's getting mm-hmm. it's in it's into async now, and I think my next set of Async games is gonna be some Absol stuff. But yeah, I just love the little The little shakeups, even though the game already has so many little shakeups kind of embedded within Mm. it. I think, you know, from people like your perspective, you can see so many regular games that you start to go, you know, a little homebrew would go down just as smooth.
3: I'm interested to see what happens to this, uh, to this stew. I also think what happens is a lot of us head from casual play, novice play into feeling comfortable into competitive play. This is Mm -hmm. a natural progression. Same way we kind of go from friendly play to more aggressive play, and, and then yeah. it's about optimal play, which might come back to both floating depending on your table mix. But we can end up playing too much competitive, yeah. and we forget that this fundamentally is a board game. Right. And by doing things like Nuzlocke, it just brings back the fun. It just brings back the let's have a crazy shenanigans together aspect. Absolutely. Um, I think the memes keep that alive. I think people doing the same law, you know, gigs and all that and um, people going on about 69 Jolene. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it kind of, it keeps it fun and yeah. playful. Um, but but so do those other things. And then yeah. look, there's some homebrew out there that is as passionate and, you know, the, the, the discordant stars I bought the physical one. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what that group has done. Yeah, it's amazing. The, and, and I talk about consuming TI, that people consume it in different ways. I, I tend towards playing. I don't have the headspace for homebrew. Yeah. But there's people who do homebrew but hardly play. Yeah, right. But for them, that is how they consume it, and they yeah. just relish it, and they get excited. And for with nobility, and I mean, I can't wait for it to be ready. And he's like, test it. I'm like, I don't oh, no. finish it. Like, I'll just <laughs> play it. I don't want to it Just let us
0: see the thing. And, well.
4: Uh, big.
3: Al. Yeah. Obviously, we all working. we have
0: to also thank you for keeping the the fun alive. I think a lot of people have experienced the tournament through through your lens and through your streams. So we have to push all of those thanks right back to you for for keeping mm-hmm. uh, the fun at the forefront and keeping the storylines of each game at the forefront and giving space a little space for salt, but accepting that it's a a part of you know the the whole ecosystem of playing. So. Thank you so much for for being one of the many uh, great streamers of Twilight
3: Imperium. It's an absolute privilege to be a part of this amazing thing and this uh, little adventure we're all on. May it long continue. No worries. And thank you to you guys, too. Everything you do. Of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, how are you doing? You doing good?
5: I'm good. I'm doing good. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's another day to be alive.
1: Yeah, another alive day. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how did you get into, like, commentating? Because y'all, obviously, y'all have your YouTube project, uh, which is Mm -hmm. uh, TI Junkies, where y'all do, like... It's like you play the game and then you kind of chop it up into a story and it's very edited and it's charming and it's good. And by the way, I like it. I just want to say it's a good project and I love it.
5: Oh, I'm glad. You are the target demo after all, <laughs> TI junkies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's a TI junkie, it's, it's got to be me. Um,
5: <laughs> For streaming, we started last year. So it was our first time playing in the SCPT tournament and we decided we'd stream each other's games because why not? That would be fun. Uh, and then Ti Junkies viewers can also watch the games happen. Um, so that's how we started, and Nick co-commentated on both my stream and Henry's stream, and that was the beginning of a fun hobby I've picked up.
1: Oh, that's, that's good that you call it a fun hobby. Uh, what do what do you what what do you like most about it?
5: Well, uh, I like engaging with chat and seeing their uh, perspectives on things, and really what I like is seeing how different people play ti and kind of just like i don't know i feel like up until this world my view of ti players was very limited it's like oh it's these whatever 10 people that we play with and that's how people play ti but uh starting to like stream all these different games it's like oh wait that's how people can play ti and that's how people can play ti very interesting
1: what do you feel like are the the major differences between like your group and then like the larger TI universe.
5: Oh my god, definitely people very very subscribe to the meta here, you know the SCPT meta. People <laughs> treating it like it's like the rule book and how to go about when you start playing TI without like awareness of that, you develop like a side meta. And then it's interesting seeing like now that I'm exposed to this like grander meta, what I've what I'm adopting and what I'm like rejecting and stuff like that. I right. think that's the biggest shocker of, like, everyone being on the same page that, like, okay, let's eliminate Winu round one for existing. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Nothing's happened yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like that. So what are, what are some things that the, uh, I hate calling it the SCPT meta, by the way. Don't, <laughs> don't make me call it that. Uh, but what are, what are some things that, that struck you about that? Like, besides the Winu thing, like, what, what are the things that you're like, ah oh, it's weird that everybody does this. I don't like that.
5: Yeah, I think the the biggest one is for sure like like determining factions and like determining like what level each factions are like oh this is a top tier faction and we need to give it's heat it's like heat the heat is mitigated based on like predetermined things and not like how the game started because to me it's like well each faction thrives under a different set of random objectives so there's you really can't know who to who to mess up first. I had developed like a X-2 for, for commodity faction meta before discovering the SCP team meta. Uh, and then just seeing X-1s and people reacting to the proposition of an X-2 like it's the craziest thing they've ever heard. But you oh, know, yeah. it could it happen.
1: You know, I spent like a year doing X-2s and then I, I just got tired of it. I, I think I, I got to a point where i'm definitely not uh i i think it's completely reasonable to do an x minus two i just think it's not worth the trouble you know what i mean yeah
5: yeah the the outbursts my money yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it i i don't know it, it's not worth having a bad uh, diplomatic uh relations and then all That's you get clear. is one more trade good so i'm like well i'd rather just keep things as uh as smooth as possible especially because i feel like when i play there's a lot of i you know i I've, I've talked about this before but i am a i am a secret objective just on the table of like <laughs> oh if i troll him then that i will unlock a you know i will score a point uh that is not visible only to me uh a soul do I know soul point. yeah yeah just yeah a soul point you're correct uh well so when it comes to uh when it comes to streaming and and commentating what do you feel like your style is as a commentator? Like, how do you how do you like to do it?
5: Uh, that's a good question. I think I'm a lot more hands-off than a lot of the streams and commentaries that I've tuned into. Uh, I find that, like, more so than summarizing, like, what the game state is and where the game's going, I like commentating on, like, players' play styles. I remember being blown away in a stream that I did when, like... Someone in round one was very, very heavily extorting another player via, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Cripple defenses to, like, point mm-hmm. block them. And it's like, wow, I've never seen something so aggressive in, like, round one. And they're just going to accept that they're, like, the bad guy of the table. So really, it's just, like, seeing how tables interact with each other, like, the social element that comes out of each table is what I find most engaging. So that's what I try to focus on when I'm commentating.
1: Yeah, do you... Um... When it comes to like describing, I don't know, like what, what a player's position is like, how concerned are you with like capturing, you know, if we're talking about round five, for instance, how concerned are you with uh, determining who has the path to 10 or is it more about just their, their vibe and their style?
5: Yeah, I I'm, I'm personally don't cover that too much. I mean, I do, because chat wants to know and stuff like that. But, uh, I, and I, I appreciate it when I'm tuned into streams and other people are mapping it out for me, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work to like really look at the bigger picture and see everyone's path and kind of maintain that vision for like an eight-plus-hour game. Um, so for longevity, I don't break my brain in that way of like here's the really really nitty gritty of this gate round five and how it's gonna go down yeah and the overlay i feel like the overlay helps so much because like there's nothing i can say that like chat can't really determine from the overlay themselves Yeah. so who am i who am i to say that joel nar is in a better position than the mahawk do you know who am i
1: right and at the end of the day i mean even chat even someone with the spreadsheet it they still do not have the perfect information so nobody really knows yeah 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 Yeah. i feel like a lot of the times if you could see everything if you could look at every card you might be able to determine who has won the game like hours before the game is over just because of what all the things you can see yeah
5: right you'd be like oh this guy has political stability there's no sabotages that's game (laughs) game.
1: (laughs) exactly uh, you, you could just know it. But what's the fun of that? That's not fun at all.
5: Also, I don't want to say something and then it not happen and I'm an idiot now.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> you
5: know? So let, let, let the events play out how they play out.
1: God, I, I, I would hate to... My, my personal hell would be to just be locked in a supercut of every time I've been wrong on stream and that it would be i mean it would be hours it would be hours and hours it'd probably be a hundred hours of just different moments where i said like oh i think this and it was c- completely incorrect
5: that's part of the beauty of ti is there's so many possibilities of how things could go yes. you know we're all we're all bound to be incorrect most of the time
1: even though it's a it's a very random game i'm curious as to like what's like the best game you feel like you've commentated and and what was it like what made it what made it great
5: well there was a game um and i wasn't actually heavily on the commentary since daryl's auto stream i've been setting up a lot of uh just auto camera streamer Mm -hmm. stuff which is also really fun because then it's getting streamed but i barely have to do anything right there you go so there was this one game that i was auto streaming and every time i tuned back in i was really concerned because the ghosts were like four points ahead of everyone, had custodians, were getting imperial, even though they were not speaker. And I was like, what is, ha-? I'm like, what is, ha- I have to go back and watch this game. Because how are we in this position? Like, w- it was very much the table, like, not doing anything when there was a very, very clear, like, lead. And then the ghost player right. ended up winning when everyone was at like six, <laughs> and it's like, ooh, I think that could have been prevented. I can't say for sure, because I was in and out, but right. that was a very, very interesting game to like be tuning in to like every hour or so. Just like, oh, there, ghost is flying.
1: Yeah. Are there any commentators that you've watched that you want to highlight as far as like things they do, things you, things you like about their style?
5: Yes. Carnal, I have recently tuned in. Actually, it was your game, Hunter. Uh, I was tuned into Carnal's commentary for almost the entire time, and Carnal really, really covered all the like the details and the paths and the points and what's going on. I felt like even if I was to step away and like come back a few hours later, it's like I know exactly what's happened and what's gonna what's po- what possibly could happen in this game. So shout out to you, Cardinal. You're good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I agree. It's also like I mean, it's such a challenge just to stay engaged for that long i don't know if you struggle with that but i i personally struggle to just like not let my mind wander to literally anything else i mean yeah to watch for that long and not get like distracted by i don't know i mean i've definitely um sifted through my fair share of like negative youtube comments because i started having a conversation about something unrelated in round three and i found that it's wild how people are able to just focus on the game and describe the game and not get distracted in any way do you feel like you ever struggle with getting distracted whatever you are commentating or do oh you
5: my f- god for for sure for sure all the time and that's probably why i don't like heavily give my like this is what might happen in round five because i'm like i don't know what if i missed that like political stability was played ages ago. You know, like, I'm like, I I don't trust myself and, like, my focus to, like, accurately state something when, like, I haven't been 100%. It's definitely really hard, especially when you're not playing to, like... And there's a lot of, like, five players, six players staring at each other thinking for a while and it's like, okay, I I still have to be engaged because it might start happening soon. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I definitely struggle with that for sure. And that's why I have been doing more of the auto stream ones because that's like well there's a stream there's no commentary and that's then
1: right yeah it's 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 definitely less complicated that way and people are getting like i mean oftentimes there's there's definitely like a, a silent group of people i would say that sort of seem to prefer there being like no commentary and i kind of want to swing the other way with Uh, with it and say like what do you think about it just being as entertaining as possible like do you feel like there's value in that for commentary
5: i do i do um i think it's fun because you are the the chat and the viewer can kind of like hang out with the commentators as opposed to like there's just this wall that they're watching the game happen through right I think it's more engaging that they can uh, hear people also say what they're thinking is going to happen and like chime in via chat and like I think I think there's a lot of value to it for sure.
1: I feel like it's it's just a fun space to like kind of uh project uh your ideas of the game onto and just kind of see not only just how people play the game but also I feel like people read the game completely differently as well. Um and I feel like you know, I definitely have learned a lot from just seeing how other people evaluate uh, different like player positions, um, and also just like what their what their values are, like what they think is important in any given uh, TI game. Um,
5: yeah, for sure.
1: I'm wondering too, like, uh, do you do you feel like because because you're you're not just a streamer, you're also like a content creator outside of that. So I'm curious if you have any uh, advice for any like. Would be Twilight Imperium content creators out there, like of like things you feel like work.
5: What works is what you find fun, right? I mean, if if you find TI fun and you find something specific in TI to be fun, the odds are other people will also like that, right? Um, like, I mean, for us specifically in TI junkies, the highlight is the interplayer drama. Yes, because that's what we find really fun when we play TI. So that's what we're focused on capturing, and it seems like. There are people out there who enjoy that. So I think that would be my blanket advice. If you're, like, obsessed with tech, then, like, create content about tech. I don't know what that looks like, but that's for you tech obsessors to find out, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that you emphasize that. And I also just want you to know, Rand, that if I ever was in an episode of TI Junkies, what I promise you is that I would also emphasize the interpersonal drama. I would not Neither. play... A strong mechanical game it would be about <laughs> stirring up drama and
5: hey you'd be in good company yeah
1: i want it to feel like a reality tv show as much as possible um <laughs> but yeah i just want you to know i i see what y'all are doing and i absolutely would uh want to play along with that and uh, who cares about who cares about winning the game the game sucks
5: I care about winning. <laughs> well, you
1: care about winning the game, and that's part of your dramatic arc as a character. <laughs> yeah, that's
5: true. That's true. <laughs> I'm so thirsty for the win.
1: <laughs> Alright. Do you have do you have anything uh, you want to throw in here at the end?
5: There was this one game I was commentating and there was Jolnar handing out research agreements left and right and like an early Maw of Worlds and like something happened where literally half the table had fleet logistics in round two.
1: Whoa. And I've
5: never seen anything like that before. I was like, so it's the fleet log half of the table and then the rest. Oh and that's how God. it like
1: was all game. My brain would explode if I had to evaluate five other players that could all potentially do two actions in yeah. one turn.
5: Yeah, yeah. As early as round two. Like it's what like I think the first person may have gotten it in round one somehow. I don't even know. That's but it was it was very unique, <laughs> unique situation.
1: That is ridiculous, and I love that. Yeah, no, that's that that is a wild game state. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever even really seen like half the table have fleet logistics. You know, like generally speaking, I'm just thinking about one person that might be able to do two actions but yeah the idea of thinking about several people with that is I'd quit I'd be like I don't even want to play this game right now I don't want to think about this that's too much
5: yeah, It's like you're playing against like double the amount of players
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um well I want to say thanks a lot Rand. um please everyone uh if you have never checked out TI junkies on YouTube please check it out it is an excellent project it is hilarious um and yeah you just have such a great group of people by the way they just seem they all seem like so uh so sweet and uh really funny too
5: yes it's true love love the group love everyone
1: except for that nate guy he's not very funny (laughs) is he you know he kind of sucks right
5: (laughs) i I can't i can't go on record saying anything about nathan but we can we can (laughs) sign
0: All right, I'm joined now by Clawforce. Uh, Clawforce, you hopped on to the streaming scene like two years ago, if memory serves, and I hadn't really known much about you even prior to that. Um, so were you playing in tournaments pretty actively before you started streaming, or did you just start hitting the streaming scene?
6: I think I played in maybe one, maybe two tournaments before the streaming scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, not too much, obviously, not... Too much before that. I've been playing this game for God knows how many years. I started <laughs> with second edition. Gotcha. Uh, way way back. So, That's awesome. but always you know home games, home groups. So the tournament kind of drew me into the broader internet community of Twilight Imperium, and obviously uh, the the streaming part of it I found very enticing. Yeah, it's a way you can view the whole game and uh, and talk big picture about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's been an interesting thing to me to see how the the biggest reason I was excited to see other people take on streaming uh, really actively is Mm -hmm. to see the various kind of methods that people could take on. And you are, I would say, a part of that group where... We didn't have as many things set in place. Nowadays, there's even more just like, here's the tutorial of how to do it. Here's all the resources you need to just yep. stream it. Like TTPG has upped the game so much, obviously. Absolutely. But you were kind of a part of the class right before that where it was like, I don't know. We're all sort of making it up and seeing what works yep. and seeing what good systems are. And, and I think a lot of like really... Kind of brilliant ideas were born out of that you know it's like hunter and i can come up with some things but we're just two people and and having kind of a channel where a bunch of you were bouncing ideas off of each other i don't know is this beautiful little community of people coming up with ways of how do you get across ideas in this huge massive game to like a live audience it's it's a tricky puzzle
6: yeah and it was i remember it was fun in the early days because you sort of threw out just some vague templates that we could use, (laughs) right? And they were like, they were a little bit half-baked. Yeah. And (laughs) you you had to sort of make it work in your own way, but I kind of think that was a benefit to all of us. Yes. Because each of us had to make it work in our own way. Right. And now I feel like, you know, I listen, I'm not going to ever complain about the work that Daryl has done to create <laughs> a magical streaming body that gives us, like, all of these incredible feeds yeah. on top of it. But there was a little bit of magic when we were just, like, Hey, let's just try to hack this together and yeah. see if we can get a torque, right? Yeah. Or can we make you know, something look good <laughs> do... Exactly. Or some different displays or yeah. like, you know, my aspect ratio on my computer is so weird that I had to reframe <laughs> everything. And uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it turned out kind of well in its own ways. And then obviously, you know, the, the thing that... Uh, that I think initially I was known for was I figured out how to do the telestrator. Yes. on the screen, you know. Copying, yeah, talk us rip talk off off through Madden. that.
0: Absolutely, the the John Madden of TI is Clawforce, and mm-hmm. and I, I want to hear more about because I never set it up, I never got it working, but I want to hear kind of like how you utilize that that tool that you got working.
6: So I, I think it's really a useful tool mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, right? Because. You can reduce a lot of what you're saying to a visual on the screen in a way that, and again, you know, a lot of this is borrowing shorthand from other broadcasting medium, right? Mm -hmm. Like all these sports broadcasts, they use this. So people already in their heads sort of have a sense of, oh, okay, I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm doing. And it's as simple as, you know, drawing lines around things in different colors to identify what you're speaking to. So the screen matches the sort of thoughts that are going in your head. Yeah. So the stuff that I was using, I mean, come on, it was dead simple. I would circle stuff. I would draw arrows to different places. I would, you know, sort of box or color um, various things. I would write little notes on the screen, um, which was sort of, you know, one of my ways when when you don't want to talk over someone else's conversation, which I know is a constant you know worry
1: gripe or whatever no one everyone is
6: watching (laughs) they love to find different ways to complain about what you're doing there's no perfect (laughs) way obviously but you know that let me be a little snarky sometimes Mm -hmm. um you know while people are talking so you know and and some of these players are my good friends but a, a player like Alvi, who's a known liar, uh-huh. if he's out and out just lying to someone, I don't want to talk over him, but I can write
0: liar on the screen right. and everyone gets yeah, the yeah. point. You, know? <laughs> you can just write so, BS and, and move exactly. on and let them do their little thing, have their little shtick. Yeah. yeah, I loved it too, because I think obviously my my issue always is this sense of like, I don't know, you have your mouse cursor, which nowadays mm-hmm. we even have TGPG, you can like hide your mouse cursor so the players can't oh, yeah. see it and everything. But before then, it was like you as a commentator, you couldn't like use your mouse to signify things because it was like the players could look at that too so if i'm hovering over so and so's you know gravity drive or something then like any any astute player might look at that and and kind of be mindful of it so you kind of had this extra window but i'd add to that the idea that it could linger on screen for for Mm -hmm. a, a big amount of time i think is of huge value to ti because You brought up sports and how this stuff is, you know, it's like a common language, but obviously in sports, they sort of like draw it up there on screen and then they pop it off really quick. But we move at a much slower pace (laughs) than any of those things, which means letting those things just be on screen for kind of like the duration. I think the biggest advantage would be something like I'm always trying to find opportunities when it's like some prolonged trade deliberation or something. Mm -hmm. I always wish I could set up the right camera angle to signify like who's talking to who and knowing what your system was i always wish i could be like okay i could even just like draw an arrow between the two people and like this is who this conversation is between or whatever there's so much like you said the visual can become like the center stage of everything as opposed to to the audio um but i wanted to ask you on the audio side um i think everybody has a different sort of commentary style What was always, you know, what's always your sort of focus when it comes to the commentary? You mentioned trying not to talk over the players a bit, but beyond that, what's your broader sort of focus?
6: So the style that I generally adopted over time, I think, was, you know, the beginning of the game, I think, is is largely more formulaic, right? You have limited objectives. There's limited public knowledge. People aren't really moving into each other or doing things. I mean, obviously big mistakes you make in the early game can screw you up. But uh-huh. for the most part, people are just sort of moving through. So that's, in my mind, where the most value gets added from the commentary. Because
7: mm-hmm.
6: you can talk through people's openings. In some ways, they're standard openings. In some ways, there aren't. But you can see sort of how those changes happen. And what I really like to do is um, use that beginning, that especially that round one, mm-hmm. where you know truth be told not a lot is happening you do want to track what's going on a little bit but there's not much conversation the yeah. stuff that's happening is in whispers it's the most awkward round right? right so what i like to do there is a combination of things first i am always obsessed with and you know it, in these tournaments it can it can differ because they're they're more fixed slices mm-hmm. but i'm always obsessed with how the sort of geography of the board gets set up where are there empty holes in the board? Right. Where are there a bunch of planets put together? Is one side of the board richer than the other? How do the wormholes connect to each other? Mm-hmm. So I think pointing that out at the beginning is really helpful uh, to people who are watching because they can see, oh, you know, I may, I may have thought these are separated, but actually they're totally connected because the wormholes, everything else. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and the other piece to that is when you see how a player opens, right? It's not quite like a chess opening. There are some sure. standard openings, but uh, for the most part, it's it's a little bit because you don't really know what your board's going to look like in front of you. But what I'd like to do is you can sort of draw arrows out and be like, well, they could go this way and try to pursue this option. They could go this way. They could do this. And then as you look, and this is something I like to play with with the camera too, right? If you set an angle where you're sitting in that player's mm-hmm. chair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes that gets lost when we just have these overhead, yeah. like sort of eye of God type views. If you put yourself into that player's chair and I'm like, let's say I'm them. Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? What am I thinking about? Uh, that's the thing that you're able to do as a commentator that no player can do, because a player's freaking out. They're like, oh my God, how <laughs> am I going to get these objectives? What right. I've already lost this game, right? Yeah. And so you're in that head of, I have to win this game as this player. In the commentator, you can hop into any of those players' seats Mm -hmm. and sort of think about what are they doing, what are they thinking. And by the time you get into, you know, round three and beyond, it's evolved so much and so much chaos is going on that I like to step back and sort of let the players dictate it, maybe draw a little on the board, maybe offer a little commentary during the side pieces. But the game sort of tells itself at that point. Right. But early on, the game could be anything and so sort of laying out those opportunities especially for people you know with less experience who jump in and watch which sometimes you do get them yeah. i think it's very you know educational elucidating for and sure. sometimes i like doing that too where i'm like okay this game i'm going to and this is something you know uh big l the godfather of all streamers <laughs> uh did occasionally uh that i really liked and that i tried to pick up on which is okay i'm going to talk through how to play this faction in light of how this game goes mm-hmm. and they're sort of going to be the main character for my commentary because we can talk through sort of what their strategic choices and decisions are and how this game evolved around what they can do yeah and that can be a really interesting story to tell too.
0: what i love about that is i think it's really easy you see it in twitch chat you see it in in mm-hmm. our streams all the time of it it can become too easy to get obsessed with that God's eye view of the game and, and be seeing through all of the things, but the, the refocusing on one person's perspective and an opportunity to look at where are their blinders? Like what could they oh, yeah. be missing? What what are the easy little misses? This game is mostly as you'll you hear many commentators say, you have to add, you have to get permission to win and you can play a perfect game and still lose. Right. It's, it's, yep. it's a lot, a lot of things also come down to just like the weird mistakes that come down that weren't even mistakes at the time. They just turned mm-hmm. out to be in the wrong direction. But when you put those blinders on of that specific player, I, I like the idea of empathizing with. Yeah, well, yeah. listen, of course they they missed this thing that would happen. I I think there's um a lot of thought in people that watch TI that, uh, you know, they, they can have their eye <laughs> on the prize, yeah. uh, because we are all sitting in that stream seat of like, well, we do kind of, mm-hmm. we, we see the tempo for what it is and we see the bigger picture, but you forget about, yeah, that, that sort of personal aspect of like, well, listen, I got focused on, I needed four hazardous planets. I forgot to care about yep. so-and-so needing to brave the void or whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about those little things that would obviously step in my way.
6: Fully agreed. I think. <laughs> There's, there's, I I would build on that with a couple additional points. The first is when people watch the game, the thing that they don't realize that you pick up on when you commentate a number of these is that you are basically living in sort of a hive mind with all of chat's ideas, (laughs) and it's hard for you to separate the stuff that you're constantly reading and being bombarded by from what you're actually thinking. Right. So. There's, there's an external source of thoughts, ideas, things to watch, things to catch that a player in the game doesn't have. And so, yeah, it's not at all surprising that they uh, miss stuff or that, that little things are allowed to slide that can sort of snowball up. Absolutely. Um, but the, the second point that you raise that I think is like absolutely critical is that everyone is operating in a fog of war Um, including us watching the game, right? right, We don't know a bunch of secret information that uh, occurs through it. And personally, I find, you know, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of the fun of watching a TI game is sort of playing the guessing game. Can I determine who has what, when, can (laughs) I solve the puzzle? (laughs) Right. (laughs) For me, that's kind of less interesting, because the more interesting part of the game is, you know, it's kind of like poker in that way, that people have this asymmetry of information they don't know everything everyone else does they're trying to piece it out as they go yeah but how they negotiate and how they handle each other the sort of above the table play that informs the on the table play is as interesting to me as anything else and that's one of the coolest parts as a commentator is that you get to watch it you get to say you know all of these, th- oh, look what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you've seen enough of these games at this point, you've watched them play out that you sort of understand the gambits and moves that people are making, right. just negotiating between each other. And that is utterly fascinating. It <laughs> changes every game. And some people are so good at it mm-hmm. that, you know, that that's, Uh, uh, another uh, guy who I like playing with, uh, Teddy Jams for You. Yeah. That's his superpower, right? right? (laughs) And if no one calls him out on it, he will get away with it. Which is the thing you learn watching all of these games—that someone almost has to be the commentator in these games right. because the de facto commentator is a player like that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well, Cloughworth, brilliant insights all around. You've always been very helpful at, at just adding new resources and ideas into the streaming community. So I appreciate everything you've, uh, you know, you've given us, and, and thank you for taking the time and hanging out on the show with me. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you so much. We're joined now by the venerable bad boy of Twilight Imperium oh streaming. Hunter and I are here <laughs> with the one, the only EJ Sanders. What's up? The chosen up? one. The chosen Hello. one.
4: Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, I feel I feel like this episode was a long time in the making. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, for. Uh-huh. For kind of my whole vibe. You, know? like, like you guys have like a whole thing going on, but like, you know, like once I heard this episode was coming out, I was like, "Well, I gotta be on that one." So, you right.
0: <laughs> Expound on that, CJ. So, so talk to, you, so so you are you know I mean probably the most famous <laughs> streamer of them all within the Twilight <laughs> Imperium community. So I just want to say overall,
1: everyone has been very humble, and <laughs> this is a, a bit of a change of pace here.
4: Wait, has everybody been very humble? Everyone like, for real?
1: Everyone's been pretty humble, but
4: oh, I, I, I really hear nice. what you're saying. You, you that's will, really I, nice for them, <laughs> razors. What? I'm here now. No, uh yeah. I uh I don't know, dude. We we uh we like to show up and talk about Twilight Imperium. I'm an esports pro broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. Um I like to talk about that a lot. I mean it is an esport and since it's an esport i think it's important that my voice be heard uh-huh. uh, a lot of my style is not <laughs> non sequitur you know mm-hmm. i would say maybe not even relevant to the game yeah it's, it's funny to me divided.
0: because actually nobody mm-hmm. in the community is more qualified at uh-huh. commentary than you you call right. hockey games you, do, you are very tuned in and focused and fast, yeah. and then we invite you on to our stuff, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. just like, so anyways, I was making mac and cheese last <laughs> night, and the whole dang microwave exploded. Let me talk about that for an hour, and then what? Hunter and I have to deal with the YouTube comments for the rest yeah. of our lives.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool how, like, I don't get the <laughs> negative feedback. It's yeah, crazy. you don't. No, it's but, insane.
1: But actually, Matt, you it's, don't, because yeah. when EJ Nobody is yells around, EJ. generally we don't get negative comments, <laughs> even though he is not very well behaved, that he's a naughty boy, <laughs> <laughs> and we and for some reason he doesn't get in trouble for it, and I wish I understood, because I do anything, yeah. and I get in trouble for it.
4: Mm-hmm. E- yeah, EJ. I think, I think it's like a je ne sais quoi that I have, you know? uh-huh, it's uh-huh. really hard to say. I think most of it is that. I think people know, like if you give off an air of, you don't really care. Right. And people know that like, if they say mean stuff about you, that you're just not going to care about it. Yeah. And that's really where it's at. Like I, I don't care what any of these people think (laughs) about me or about my life. And I, and listen, and there's a lot of people in this community that I love. And so that's, that's the other thing you do have to, you have to compound it with some love. But right. like at the same time, like if you're going to be mean to me, I don't have, I don't get, I don't get time for that. Mm-hmm. My daughter, I got, my, I got a daughter. My got, daughter, <laughs> you know, I've got my daughter. I, I've got my MeU Mini Plus. That I play a lot. Like you are
1: I, so I, obsessed with that thing.
4: <laughs> EJ, do you have a favorite
0: streaming memory? Does anything come to mind for you, or is it all a blur?
4: Uh, I, it's mostly a blur. I I think the the time Hunter and I sang um a lot on um, in one stream was is probably my favorite like singular memory um yeah we just like we like made song i don't even remember what the songs were but we just like made we were singing songs the yeah entire the entire stream and uh the chat was like in on it it was like one of the most bumping streams we ever had was just us kind of like humming songs and yeah and the chat was in on it and we did not know what was going on in the game I would
0: definitely categorize an EJ stream as for the live viewer is the big the big thing. It's it's got nothing to do with the VOD or the 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 people watching it after the fact. It's about being right (laughs) there
4: in the moment with the people. Yeah. I I love living in the moment. Like, and that's that's something and I do feel bad for YouTube because they don't get that experience. They don't get the live feedback stuff, and they don't get the energy that we get from the chat, right? Like a lot of the energy that i glean in a stream comes directly for ha- from how interactive people are in chat <laughs> to some of the things that we say you know when we when we go off on tangents part of it isn't because we're trying to be engaging for the youtube audience it's right, because yeah. we are engaging currently with people who are in there and there's like 5 10 people chatting us up about the thing that we're talking
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's yeah honestly, cool. you show up, EJ, and Twitch chat gets naughtier too. Twitch chat's yes. out there feeding oh, tangents. Like you'll see it yeah. and it's like, you know, they'll just be like, EJ, did you, did you watch any hockey yesterday? And it's like we're just <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to get EJ off. You know? Yeah. I I think so if anybody's gonna yell at us in the YouTube comments, they need to be yelling at Twitch chat because I think they're complicit.
1: I need to stream more with EJ because I do find that EJ's protective like player <laughs> sort of like shields even me cuz i think i get a lot of permission to be silly and say whatever i want if ej's around but if ej isn't around <laughs> and i go on a tangent i'm going to hear about it for years and years to come yeah so i yeah. just need to work with ej more
4: yeah it's like a st- it's like a, i'm like the box art for like a really bad vhs guy, you know <laughs> like you know what you're getting you know like you turned on the stream and you see my face you know yeah. what you're getting like oh, and man. that you know when you pick up you know jaws 5 uh, at a, Right. a 10 dollar uh, bin at walmart right you know what you're getting like you, you
1: know what you're getting out. You're not and gonna so, write a letter to the right. people that made Jaws Five, Jaws <laughs> yeah.
4: and complain about it, right? Because you yeah. knew you got Jaws Five. You got Jaws right.
1: Five, dude. That's on
0: you. You were already That's digging in a barrel of
1: movies. You have
0: yeah. right. cho- chosen your you lot were in life. The bin.
8: You were <laughs> literally were you in the in bin. There?
4: Right. You stuck your dirty little hand in there, and you just pulled out a random one, and you ended up with Jaws Five. And this is what you got. Okay.
1: That's what you got. I mean, what do you want? What are, What right. are we supposed to do with that? Yeah. What are we yeah.
4: supposed to do with that? So yeah, I, I feel like the expectation is. It's just like I I love low expectations, man, because it it just it it gives you the ability to just kind of blow it all out of the water. Right. Uh Like Uh eventually something funny is going to happen on stream, whether it's me or Hunter or Matt or one of the players doing something that we can. You know, riff off of for yeah. a bit. So I mean, there's the like the greatest moment
0: home. in TI history is still that was <laughs> the plan, uh, and we we can't replay that audio on this family friendly <laughs> show, but <laughs> it lives as the single greatest uh, moment in a TI stream ever.
4: Uh, so hey, it's pretty good. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's fun to think back on. I I love that people enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm glad. Obviously, it's a complete it's a complete mishap and misinformation on my part cuz that's how little i pay attention anyways <laughs> right like it is like it perfectly encapsulates my style which is i i didn't pay attention to what happened up to that point you're all yelling I, right, at their plan that you're misrepresenting right but it was but it was because they were kind of misrepresenting themselves all of them so it was yeah. like i like for me it was the conversation had gone on so long that my my little dumb brain that can't keep up with all of it was just like, is this really? All I heard was somebody say, oh, well, we need to draw unexpected action. And I was like, dude, that cannot be it. This can't be it. And <laughs> and it just when I heard that, I, I couldn't I couldn't contain myself any uh, longer. It was a 35-minute conversation about how they were going to Winslay somebody that they couldn't Winslay. None of them could Winslay them. <laughs> so I don't know. It was just very frustrating, and uh, I'm glad that there's a funny, funny Twitch moment out there. Uh, that we can all look back on and laugh and, and, and think about.
1: You sound like you're still frustrated a little <laughs> bit about it. Uh,
4: I'm, abs- I'm mostly frustrated because, as Matt said, I'm a commentator at heart, right? <laughs> right? And so one of the things that frustrates me is um, getting something wrong. Like yeah. Matt has done uh, plenty of hockey games with me before, and he he can sense my frustration when something uh, on you know like on the production side isn't going right or right. Mm-hmm. or you know something that I've said on on the actual broadcast itself isn't going right and that's very frustrating. So I'm frustrated by the fact that I actually got it wrong but I'm even more frustrated at those players still to this day <laughs> because of the fact that they did not set me up, for that <laughs> they, in a their way game that didn't set bad. you
0: up for success EJ right.
4: how dare they that's what I'm <laughs> saying that's what I'm saying so yeah it it's okay it's it's fine it's it's a funny funny moment and I'm yeah. glad that it exists and I yeah that, that's the only thing that frustrates me now is that it was Ever, ever misinformation in the first place.
1: I think that my favorite thing about that clip is that you give me an order in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. right, like the clip is you you tell me to mute the players, and it's just that, that you're so exasperated that you're just like giving me orders. Like you are in charge of the stream and you're just telling me Mute the players, mute them. Uh, mute them. I, can't. I gotta go on one right now. I'm about to go off. So, uh, and I'm like, and I don't push back. I'm like, right away, sir. And just, I mean, just, I got it right you, away, great you know? captain. I don't even say anything, I don't even acknowledge it. I just do as you order. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do get in modes, um, like that sometimes where if I feel like, um, I have this really bad tendency. If I feel like somebody's not taking the lead, I'm leading now. Like, yeah, you're, it's, yep. it's time. It's time for EJ to take over. Like I'm happy being a follower. I don't mind following people, but you got to know what you want. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so you're if,
1: you've got caboose energy. That's <laughs> kind of what how I describe big it.
4: caboose it's like, energy, dude. Caboose.
1: I mean, the caboose is at the back, but if it's got to drive this train, it Listen, will. It's strong.
4: It, will. <laughs> it is strong, and and you know what? It's probably it's probably best that I have caboose energy. Um, yeah big old dumpy energy (laughs) 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 yeah
1: it's it's a kind of dump truck type situation yeah it's a
4: dump truck sort of thing yeah yeah Yeah.
0: well ej thanks for the gifts you've given us over the many years of streaming you you've really changed this community you've really you've really made this something you know i i mean we kind of owe it all to you you know what i'm saying
4: we, we really don't <laughs> we really no No, we don't. And I do think to uh, you know, as everybody's been humble, I guess, uh, from what I've been told, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to this episode yet, uh, but from what I've been told, everybody's been humble. I, it really is this community. I mean, all of these folks who come out and, uh, want to do things for the community itself so that we can all put on a really awesome product. Yeah, uh, in the end is, is it's so incredible. And you guys are so, so lucky to have all of those people that you've been before me, because they are, they literally like, I don't do anything anymore. Like I, <laughs> I get told to show up and do a commentary and I'll do it. Um, but like, you know, I, it's, it's all of them that are in the chats every single day, organizing things. Right. Um, I, it's, it's such a group effort these days that it's just like, it's so heartwarming to know that, You've built a community that that wants to do those things because the thing that they're doing is so fun for them, um, and I just I I just can't say enough about you guys um, uh, being able to create something that is so wholesome. Uh, and so fun for everybody uh, to the point where they basically make it their jobs <laughs> for like six months It's really months scary. Yeah, it's really scary so how much time scary, people put in it. It is scary, but it is, like I said, we appreciate all of those folks. Yeah. Um, and, and especially I do because now I call like maybe two or three TI games a year. And that's like yeah. more <laughs> my sport. Yeah.
1: You've kind of graduated from the like, the you know rolling we used to have you like on the primary cast and now it's like if we can get EJ to show up that'd be kind of a miracle at this
0: point <laughs> I'm here with Duke Lucum and Duke we just we talked to you very recently but yeah. uh, we get to really hone in on a specific subject today uh, and something I'm really fascinated with by is of course your brother uh flat tomatoes uh was your streaming partner in tournament three the year after your victory uh the two of you tackled the kind of european time zone games a lot of uh you know utc 8 a.m kind of start games uh but talk to me about the two of you becoming like a streaming team and maybe a little bit about your brother's like start getting into streaming uh ti
8: yeah so um when i was playing in the tournament my brother flat or i'll just call him joel because that's his His... real name (laughs) and that's kind of how i refer to him and it sounds really really weird calling him by his like online name um so (laughs) joel was kind of watching and uh he played ti a couple of times um at the time i was away for for uni so we didn't like live in the same same location at all yeah but um he he played a couple of times uh ti in person and a couple of times like online with uh with our group um cool. and after after that tournament um we were just like we could do some uh we could do some streaming that'd be quite fun and um then you asked uh, you asked us if we wanted to stream some uh, some time zones that were not very uh, not very good for you but yeah. were slightly better for us
0: yeah. and, and we're you... like yeah sure we're we'll, like uh, we'll stream
8: uh-huh. uh, we'll stream 12, 12 prelim games um every saturday for 12 weeks
0: yeah you really um, dove in head first there so (laughs) thank you and sorry (laughs) yeah yeah
8: and so um so we kind of just became the the stream team where joel would run the run the stream do the camera work and i would mostly just waffle on for hours and
0: hours yeah um and take really like the 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 lead of the commentary yeah i was i was always jealous of joel because honestly that's kind of the the job i've sort of dreamed of within this ti space is like you know i I, I have no issue with commentary but i i love just producing more like just being (laughs) at the helm of the thing and i would really much prefer only do that and so when joel got to do a lot of that i was The biggest reason I became jealous of it is because you could see that focus from him because he, you know, he had screen transitions. He was, he added all of this pizzazz to it that I never had time to dedicate to. And so he was like the first person that like really inspired me of like, oh my gosh, you can like, if you focus on them, you can really elevate these broadcasts. And I was, I was just always so proud of you two and what you, what you guys were doing on, on your set of the prelims games so the the funny thing is he would have uh so
8: the reason why he didn't like commentating is um so he would just have on his main monitor he'd be doing the camera and then on his side monitor he'd just be watching like all of the sports taking place across like the entire weekend <laughs> so he so was just there, just be there to be like, tune out and hang out yeah, with yeah i'm, brother I'm a little just chilling uh, yeah and then <laughs> and then i would be there like you know talking to chat making uh like
0: i i'm not as interested in you know watching the other sports i watch ti i was there that's fascinating so the two of you just got to have sort of bonding pseudo bonding time while the two of you partake partook in both of your separate hobbies uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know i I feel like that's a bit harsh we had a we had a good time no absolutely Uh, uh well so talk to me about Kind of your takes, we, we've been hearing from everybody about sort of what it means to do commentary and what makes for your preferred kind of commentary. So what are the sort of things you focus on in game that you like choose to highlight or whatever?
8: My commentary position is I want to make sure that if you're in the chat and you're watching the game, you kind of get the gist of what's going on without having to be paying attention mm-hmm. for the entire 10 hours right Right. because there are some people that do and i don't like this isn't a dig at the people that watch for all 10 hours intently i can't watch a ti stream for 10 hours me neither sitting there yeah like my my head would explode my like and if you've if you've ever watched a stream where i've been commentating for 10 hours you've seen in real time my my head explode as i lose it exactly so I think the best viewing experience for TI is where you're kind of, like, checking in on, like, what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then you're, like, you just put in chat, like, hey, can someone just catch me up on, like, what's happened in the last hour? Give me the brief notes. And then, as a commentator, I'm happy to see that and be, like, okay, these crazy things have happened. Yes, These are the positions the players are in now. And, like, just be able to to say the relevant information. But then also, a thing that I really like doing is, with chat, going on, like, a deep dive on, Mm. like what could this player have in their hand that has made them play the way that they have played yeah. in this past like round like what's the craziest combination of six action cards yeah. that this player can okay. have that, and like what what's what secret objective is this Like, have they just forgotten to do something, or are they actually setting up for the craziest secret objective reveal that you've (laughs) ever seen?
0: I love this because actually this is a perspective we've been lacking. If anything, Hunter and I lean the other way, where we're we're kind of like, ah, I don't want to just sit here and, like, math out every possible (laughs) contingency this person could have. But you're saying, I mean, that's the fun of me sitting here at this table, is like, let's talk through every viable option of why they might be doing each action and work out, extrapolate from that, everything that might be in their hand that they might be working to, to pull out as their big play or whatever.
8: When I'm watching and I notice a player do something that I wouldn't have done myself, uh-huh. like maybe they, they're they moving to take a planet and they take like, you know, two infantry. And I'm like, huh, I wouldn't have taken that second infantry. What are they thinking? Like, where is their thought process differing from my thought process? Yeah. Uh, and then that just leads to like, learning more about the game and exploring the game more from different perspectives,
0: which I quite like. Yeah. Well, so where's where's Joel at these days with regards to the TI community? I I, I, maybe my stuff is out of date, but his name still shows up as Blue on the SCPT discord. So he's at least somehow contributing. But I wonder if he gets in rounds of TI much anymore.
8: No, I, I don't think he plays much. He's been uh He's been really busy cuz he's been doing um his master's degree while oh, he's wow. also working full time. So he's he's busy Yeah, really busy. all right.
0: He gets a pass. That's fine. Yeah. He
8: can be done. <laughs> That's chill. <laughs> he yeah, so he's he's been working as a uh, as a teaching assistant while also doing a master's degree in Wow. Inside of security.
0: Yeah, well, that I mean, that makes sense that awesome. he has the skill set of a of you know a teacher's assistant or whatever to be to be involved. I mean, I know that's a common job of just any grad student. But um, something else that I was always thankful for uh, that it took my myself forever to get around to doing is uh, your brother actually made the first like streaming TI tutorial video. You know, you you guys got your setup working so well. He put together yeah. a video of just like here's what you could do to throw things together. Um, you know, he and I had the scoreboard working pretty well in our obs settings but he was the one who sat down and was like well this should just be kind of shared with everybody there's no reason not for everybody to have access to it and if anything i mean i i credit that to being like the reason a lot of extra people took on the task of trying to stream and it's the reason we have so many streamers today is he you know he he provided the first resource to like really make it approachable for everybody else. So we we have to give a lot of thanks to Joel and to you uh, for both kind of contributing to those early days. I I, I put a lot of stock in people like you 2 and Root who were there at more or less the beginning of all of this stuff uh, before I feel like it's taken off since those first two to three years. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really proud of everything that kind of got the, the framework that was put together in those years is something that we i still see the echoes of so you know i think your commentary informs a lot of how people view commentary and and yeah i just appreciate the two of you so much well, thanks and uh <laughs>
8: I feel like, uh, the, the community is in amazing hands at the moment because, uh, you and Hunter have been doing an amazing job, but there's also so many volunteers now, like shout out to Elspeth and Big Al who just do so much. It's,
0: it's really, truly wild how much they take on and, you know, all of you are a gift and, and that's, that's why I'm just so uh, glad, you know, we took the time to do this episode finally, honestly, it's been a long time coming, so, uh, Luke to you and to Joel thank you both so much for for all the help that year and and any you know you you've you've not stopped you you hop into streams every once in a while and help commentate and everything so thank thank you for everything and yeah thanks for coming on the show
2: Yeah have a good one Of course we'll see you next time See ya
0: right, we are now joined by the other uh, absolute workhorse of TI Streaming. We've had a conversation with Big Al, who's known for putting in the hours, but Elspeth is here with just as many hours, I would have to say, uh, put into the streaming of especially qualifier games, but across the board. How's it going, Elspeth?
9: Oh, thanks for having me, Matt.
0: Of course. Uh, I'm thrilled to get you on here because uh, not only have you been a big part of streaming, but you've you've really become a bigger and bigger part of just the tournament as a whole. We obviously. Uh, uh- thankfully got your your approval to be one of our mods on discord and i would say uh if if all of the mods had like a different sort of job or aspect they they uh focus on yours is the tournament i I mean you've been doing so much of even just like keeping tabs on qualifier games so so many people have you to thank just for even making sure games happen you know i'm sure there's multiple people this qualifier season that their game wouldn't have happened if you weren't chiming in so i i have to say thank you on the front end but let's get into what the real discussion is about, which is streaming. You started streaming with TI, is it two years ago now? Is that right?
9: Two years ago, I lost my qualifier in rather spectacular fashion (laughs) and uh, Al was watching and reached out to me. Uh, cause I think he felt bad that he <laughs> kind of got destroyed and, uh, he, uh, he asked if I wanted to co-commentate with him. And so that year I co-commentated several times yes. and then last year I started streaming games on my own Right, and I had different co-commentators for every game pretty much. Yeah, right. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, you you definitely get the call out and get a lot of people involved. I remember you uh, co-commentating a couple games with Hunter, too, that first year. Uh, that was really fun. And yeah, I I what I like about streaming and all of the people getting involved, and especially people like you and Big Al who just sort of like call on someone or like, you could commentate, just come do it. I, I think a lot of people get this sense of like, no, the people that are doing it are like the professionals at it and they don't understand how many of us are literally just winging it and trying it out, you know? And so when, when you, you know, when you call someone up and it're just like, Hey, do you want to co-commentate co- co- with me? Like you might be introducing a whole new hobby to them. So, uh, would you say like there's an infectious bug to streaming? <laughs>
9: some extent like you kind of build a community around it uh so a lot of the same people pop on whenever i stream games right and so it's fun to like talk to them over and over again plus like the entry barrier is probably the hardest part of getting everything set up i learned so Mm -hmm. much about computer sound (laughs) settings.
0: yeah that, that is a necessary aspect of learning how to do this stuff is learning a lot about audio hardware uh it's pretty grueling stuff out there My uh, favorite aspect of what I feel like is your focus with streaming is so much of that community building. I think a lot of people bring different levels of like how they like to talk about strategy and everything but i feel like your streams are so focused on like what's up twitch chat what are we talking about today like we're talking about the game but like what are we you know what elements do we want to get into and i feel like you're a very present streamer uh so can you talk about like being live and in that moment while streaming
9: i just think it's really fun to just chat about stuff mm-hmm. and I also have all kinds of random thoughts that pop into my head and then I say them and then they turn into memes and then <laughs> they're just completely out of my control at that right. point.
0: Yeah, it's a very uh, meme forward broadcast, I would say.
9: It's definitely a meme forward broadcast. I, I do sometimes also have AFK streams so right, in case sure. anyone is like, but uh, yeah, when I'm there, I just like to hang out with people and definitely. I obviously can't hang out with the players because that would be cheating. So <laughs> I have to hang out with chat. Uh, But
0: it's okay. Chat's always right. Chat's always right. Uh, Yeah, Oh. so you you mentioned AFK broadcast. I feel like that's something that's become a bigger deal. And I feel like you and a couple people last year are the ones who really started to push it because obviously the last two years, there was this big push by you and Big Al and others to make sure every single game got streamed and sometimes what that led to was a like nobody else is available we gotta just get the stream up and and this like idea of AFK streaming was born and now Daryl has built an entire tool that like makes it functional and uh, pretty good <laughs> in in TTPG, which I think is really really fascinating but um, how have things been different this year without that like Huge push of like, we're going to get every single game streamed.
9: The goal is still to get as many games streamed as we can. Absolutely. Uh, Just because there's something special about it. Like, this tournament. A lot of people are not playing that many games of Twilight Imperium. Yeah. I'm obviously playing a lot more games of Twilight Imperium because I'm ridiculous. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, n- people don't necessarily get to play that many games. So it makes it really special. Like when my first qualifier you know, was streamed, I went back and watched it and watched the commentary and mm-hmm. watched the chat. I thought that was like a really cool thing to be able to do. And, you know, even though AFK streams don't necessarily have like the commentary in the video. yeah. Um, they, they still have chat right. if you true. go back and watch it on on the on Twitch. And it also just lets people go and, like, watch, you know, their game.
7: Mm-hmm. It lets you
9: go watch other people's games that have legendary moments in right. them, uh which are sometimes super exciting. And uh, it, it's just a really cool thing. Plus, you know, it's useful for so many other reasons. Like, if something, you know unfortunately, if a dispute comes up, we can Mm. look at it on the stream. So there's a lot of good reasons to get
0: your games on stream. I think that was maybe even the biggest push of getting every single game stream was just this sort of like historian aspect A of just like we want every game to be visible so we can talk about them. But but B that like literally like it's so much easier to sort out questions and, and moderation problems when we can just pull up the video. It is infinitely more difficult when we're just sort of listening to all the stories the players are telling us and having to come up with some sort of ruling. But when we can just play back the tape, very often, our mod rulings are like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's just this. Just do this, and we can move on about our day or whatever."
9: <laughs> People have so many different perspectives while they're playing. Yes. So having an objective view of stuff is right. just very useful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and offering that too of the, the the playback quality, you think? I think that's the thing. Maybe even Hunter and I overlook pretty often is because I think we just don't. We've never had that feeling of you know having one of our tournament games like streamed and 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 sort of that anticipation of checking it out i'm i'm glad to hear you like mention that as as kind of a really worthwhile aspect i know certainly it it's the intent of the tournament is like listen this is supposed to be an opportunity for people to check out more people playing the game i I think that's the one area Hunter and I have always wanted this tournament to be different is there's lots of like convention tournaments where people are playing the game. There's lots of tournaments that happen on discords where the, the tournament exists. But the point of this tournament is that it is a broadcasted tournament where you can check these things out and have people comment on your game uh, because I think it makes all of us better at the game to see how we all play. Uh, So, you know, I just have to, I have to give you as many thanks as I can, Elspeth, for for being a part of that push and being so diligent about uh, making sure everybody gets access to that. Because I think it's something Hunter and I can just like either... Pretend we're too busy or sometimes we're too busy to like get every game done But it's it's definitely the thing we want so I just have to thank you uh, so much for for offering that up to the community It's it's such a gift, and I hope people recognize uh how much effort it takes thanks
9: thanks, matt (laughs) it's uh it's really fun for me and one of the things i'm most excited about with this tournament is just the fact that because everyone has to win a qualifier Mm -hmm. to get in we're gonna have such amazing storylines when we get to the prelims where every game is gonna be streamed yeah i'm just so excited (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, the storylines are really the big reason and, and kind of the best aspect as you get into the laner rounds of seeing, especially everybody's been doing the numbers next to their name. Uh, if, if people are not aware, you have a number in front of your name that is your number of wins per this tournament and then next to that, the number of wins per total tournaments. But I think we are all already rooting for those people that go into the prelims and are like one and 14 or whatever it is right the people who lost a million times and then won like day after christmas or something that's who i want to see go all the way
9: (laughs) absolutely it's going to be really cool to be able to just even talk about that and see that as people go on in the tournament
0: for sure well elspeth thank you for for joining me and hanging out and uh, we obviously look forward to your many more streams i i expect to see uh, i know you've been doing like basically almost one or, or more every single weekend so uh you know we look forward to more streams on uh, jail ear cam the twitch channel
9: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much
0: of course
1: I think the thing that I'm excited to kind of talk to you about is you're kind of newer at it. Like, when did when did you start commentating?
10: Um, I think I did. I did one last year or I helped co-commentate a a couple last year. Um, But this year, um, you know, over the course of the, you know, these uh, qualifiers is the first time I've kind of don't say taking the reins but actually like hey I'm I've got it's all my setup and all that kind of stuff and um you know kind of just soloing it out so yeah um yeah so this year has is, is definitely been the first year that I've been like kind of on the main stage and not just dropped in on a on a game to talk a little bit
1: yeah so what what do you feel like drew you into doing it like because you were playing for quite a while before you started being like oh yeah I'll, I'll try my hand at commentary like what what motivated you to like, why do people do this? That's something I wonder. Why do people do this?
10: Uh, well, I, I think it actually, for, for me, it, and I, I would imagine that this is a a decent amount of Twilight Imperium players in general, is, you know, I'm in on this game, Hook, Line, and Sinker, from the first time, before I even played the first game, when yeah. me and my group of three friends... Like I I found the game and I was like, well, what the hell is this? And uh, we read the rules. I I, we played the game so wrong the the first time we played it. Like it it was unbelievable. But just even like before getting into it where we were trying to just like pick the factions we were going to play. And I was looking at, you know, and this was what, 20 2018 2019 and mm-hmm. there were already like spreadsheets on like what factions were winning games and <laughs> different things like that and i'm just like i guess i'll play nalu i have no idea why they're good but people keep apparently winning with this faction i don't know why um and i just like i said all in on it and i, I think for a lot of the people that that happens to you're just kind of consumed by this game. You're thinking about it all the time. you're 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 wanting to be in games. Async has been a blessing and a curse not to go on a tangent on yeah, async. No, no, no. but the idea that there's just like this arbitrary game that you can kind of like visit on your phone every single day and something's happening, it's it's like the greatest worst thing ever. but I, I I'm just drawn to it and love talking about it and love seeing and and finding out new things. For me, when I first started, I got into a a group online. I was lucky enough to get in a group online and it met every week like every wednesday it was just a split game that kept going if we finished we played for like three hours if the game finished we just started the next one right up um and it was like me emu vampire Rodeska, rollo and oh rollo the ledgerman of the cones uh, and spinners um and i didn't win a game in that group for the first like year plus that we played yeah but it didn't matter because like i knew i was playing with great people and i love just being able to experience and learn new things so talking about the game and i'm sure a lot of people also just love drafting like i know that uh that emu and i especially when we got into like thinking about the drafts for tournaments and things like that like we would just we would just get online we just like drafts like multiple times for like hours and talk about it and why was this good and why was this not good so the idea then that There's a game actually going on. It's happening right in front of me, and I can just talk about this game and what's happening in real time um like it's super cool to be like a part of that do i wish i was kind of playing yeah sometimes i wish i was like oh man i wish i was like in the game right. um, this time but um as a as a close second uh just being able to kind of experience and and think and get excited um and especially the last couple of tournament games with the round five that that you were just in um like i was trying to make notes for that game for for Matt when he edits it but it's like every two minutes there was something else like I don't know how you edit that last round down because just like every minute there was something else going on some other thing this person's now has the best chance to win now it's this person what is somebody thinking and trying to figure out what they're doing so for me it's just kind of like all of that comes together and also kind of in an environment where I have no pressure. I'm not, like, freaking out that, like, am I making the right move? I can just talk about what everybody else is doing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. Some of the best, as far as growing experiences, I feel like you can have from the commentary desk is that you are invested enough in the game to really be thinking critically about it, but it's not your game. So you are not in that heat. And you also start realizing that when you are in that round five experience yourself, that from your own position, you can't always see stuff that well. It helped me, and I wonder if you relate to this, is that once I started commentating and paying a lot of attention to everybody's game so that I could express it, so that I could explain it to chat, I started finding myself doing a lot better job of paying attention to the other players uh, in the game because there was something about looking at the game with no heat, with it not being, you know, I'm not in this, There's nothing on the line for me. Uh, It just becomes, I think, a lot easier to evaluate the game, Um, which is, I think, also something funny that happens is like everyone in chat will kind of be obsessed with what they're reading into the game. And I think it's it's an easier game to read when you're not one of the players. I mean, sometimes it's tough to get the context of a specific action that someone might take because there's so much unknown information, right? But I, I feel like there's something exciting about just watching a game and not being one of the players and not having that level of investment.
10: Oh, 100%. And you're absolutely right on just being able to more easily in, in games... Kind of take that third-party view of of like pull yourself out. It's still really hard. Like when you're when you're yeah. in it, you because the 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 first thing you're having to do is like be so focused on like okay how do I you know how much bandwidth you have to then try to think about what five other players are doing when you want to try to maximize you know your turn and your actions right. and, and what you're what you're doing. Um, but yeah, when you have that removed and kind of every time it gets to somebody's turn. Like, that's who I am now. Okay, I'm this person, I'm this person. How's and and you're starting to because you're just kind of doing this clock around the table of, of the players that you are. Um, it's a lot easier to then see how the person at three o'clock was interacting with the person at five o'clock and right. like, Oh wait, like I was thinking this with this person, but now I'm thinking this with this person. I, and now you can kind of like link more easily. Ooh, we're actually going to have a, you know, there's going to be, something's going to happen over Welland uh, cause it's just almost impossible not to happen. Right. And you didn't really see that or wouldn't have picked up on that if you didn't experience this person's point of view and then now experience this person's point of view.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things that I feel like you can anticipate when you are in the commentary chair that might not be as obvious from the player's uh, perspective yeah because I mean you got to think about getting to 10 the whole time you're doing that math of like tempo and and speaker position uh, and planning out you know like what is this going to look like in in round four what is this going to look like in round five and a lot of that can kind of cloud your judgment I I I just want to say also just kind of on the record on the show right now, uh, that I think you're doing a really great job, by the way. I, th- I think you're a really strong commentator, um, and I think you are really, like, making things very clear, uh, which is hard, right? It's a lot of information. Um, but I just wanted uh, to kind of pick your brain a little bit about, like, stylistically, like, what what kind of commentator do you want to be? Like, what do you want to emphasize in uh, whenever you're broadcasting the game?
10: Oh, that's a great question and and for one I, I super appreciate that um like that's something that I, I really care about being able to to be somebody that is that that people want to not not want to tune in like I I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not Jim dance over here um you know but like I, I think the a couple of things in the times that I've been able to um to to do this like you said it's it's only been you, you know I mean I probably have only about like six or seven games or so um but it's One, the great feedback that I got on some of my conversations with Matt on, especially kind of in in our position, it can get easy to get lost in the, you know, wilderness of what ifs in this game. Like Mm -hmm. you can go down so many rabbit holes of things. Um, And I think Matt did a great job in one of our conversations of, you know, focusing on what is happening. Now, that doesn't mean you can't project then, okay, this has happened. How is this going to affect something else? Um, but maybe not going down so far of a rabbit hole, um, as to lose what's actually happening what is happening in the game right. you can you can make a comment towards you know hey how about this or, or how is this going to happen or you, you know titans has still only left one infantry on mechatol it's you were into round four and there's sort of you know how who who might be projected to kind of maybe go there or something like that or or um, you, you know this that or the other um but I, I think trying to keep it a little bit contained um did there was a comment that was made in i think the, the last game i did on on your game um that somebody mentioned in the chat that they had like left obviously you, you know uh, kudos to any chat who person watching a game that just actually right. sits and watches an eight hour game it's of wild. Twilight Imperium. Um that's actually super challenging uh to do. Um but they made a comment um that they had left for a couple hours and came back and you know had had said that um and I took a lot of pride in the fact that they said that w- when they came back um, I had made it very easy for them to jump back into the game with yeah. with the, the talk that was happening. And I think that's a huge thing is not just saying the same things over and over again, but allowing people to kind of come in and out of the game, right? Like this is an eight hour game that's happening. If somebody's really watching it, um, they're going to be zoning in and out. This is almost like something that's going on in the background. Right. Um, you know, it's not like a football game where you're just going to, hey, I'm watching this game for the next two hours. You just kind of have it going. And so helping to be keeping things into perspective, who's who's got an edge, who's doing this. Um, so I don't know if I've actually answered your question. Um, I think but you have. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, helping the people that are watching know what maybe to look out for and, and who's because even like I said, if you aren't quite paying attention and sitting and watching right. the game, w- it was something a big deal or not? You, you know, right. was was this thing over here that happened in this in this deal? Was was that a big deal long term, or was that just something that's going to happen and you know have consequence? And and being able to help the people listening kind of know what's going on and what to really pay attention to or not, um, you know, as as far as that goes. I, I think the one likening that I I might do is I like watching soccer a lot of times because there's a lot of kind of dead time in a soccer game. But when the announcers start getting, you know, a little bit louder and whatever, you you know, to kind of like lean back over from the dishes right. that you're watching right. to to kind of pay attention to what's going on. So um, that's the way that I kind of liken it is is that kind of thing um, as far as um, with, with the game going on.
1: Yeah, I really one thing you specifically said that I that I really strongly agree with is emphasizing like what is known, like what we can see, because... One of the challenges, one of the big, big challenges I feel like of commentary for Twilight Imperium is not just, you know, there's obviously, yeah, people, people checking in and out. Like, is it, is it really an active viewing experience? Like, most of the time, no, not pound for pound, not moment to moment. But what I really struggle with the most, what I think is the biggest challenge of, of commentary is how do we make sure that this is interesting to the folks that know a lot about the game, but also we're not losing the people that don't know very much about the game. So there's like reading the agenda, like the title of it and what it does and emphasizing and kind of explaining that in that moment. And then there's like future analysis of like how it's going to play out. And I feel like there has to be some sort of like middle ground that's taken. And I think I think you've kind of summed it up quite nicely, which is like focus on what is known, because if we get into the world of inferring the the randomness, the the secret objectives, the motivations, the how this player is gonna read this situation type stuff, that that is end, an endless amount of talking that you could potentially do on that. Even like towards the end of some games, trying to infer what secret A player has a lot of times i end up almost as a joke i feel like from commentary uh just rattling off as many of them as i can see uh as fast as i can just to emphasize for the chat that maybe it's not entirely important what secret uh objective a player might have like what like we will not be able to ascertain exactly what it is but the point is that it it is scorable. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I can name, like, five secret objectives that someone might have that are scorable, then we can just, from that, say that it's pro- they probably have one that is scored. You know what I mean? Like, the difference there right. is, in one dimension, we are not even paying attention to the game. We're just listing all of the potential things. And then in the other version, we're saying, well, what do you need to know? Well, you need to know that they can qual. They they it's very possible the qualification is there it's it's likely to be you know etc and it's honestly not that different from the attitude that i feel like someone has to have when they play against somebody else is like the secrets overlap so much and there's so many like accidental game states that could be you know i think the easiest example would be like the faction tech secret well there's a lot of factions that just want their their faction tech so they might qualify for that just incidentally you know, but we have to just assume uh, a known from an unknown because it's just it's simpler uh, and it's easier to explain, I feel like, to uh, to the people,
10: yeah. and a, a great point on on that as well on that idea of kind of known versus unknown is is yeah, i don't I don't know if I've gone too deep into like here are all the possible secrets, right? Um, but it's really good to, for instance, if somebody you know, moves their flagship out of a way or retreats, um, you, you know, gets stuff out of the grab rift so that you you can't brave the void on them. Right. Like making comments about how the that move is a positive move to be able to uh, remove that possible, you know... Objective to be scored, you know, against them versus trying to okay, like if they have this, they can go here, here, you you know, all of those endless things versus kind of you know that still goes back to that talking about what is happening versus the you you know other thing, and I I like to just more also, I I believe I've kind of leaned more into who has the path and who doesn't, not necessarily what their path is, um, but that hey you know uh, ghost has a path here right. you, you know they need nobody's talking and I, and for me i, I do want to this is something that i did want to mention is um i do spend i feel like a decent amount of time talking also, not necessarily about the interactions of, uh, or not actually the, like the actual moves that are happening. Um, but I'm also super interested in the way the players are interacting with them, with each other at the table. Right. Um, I believe, um, for instance, in your in your last game, um, you, you know, there was I, I made a lot of uh, mentions about obviously the Hakan player, right? Right. Um, you, you know, uh, round one, they had a specific way that they were dealing with trade, that they were dealing with. Whether they were going to help wash somebody's commodities or not, starting it out out of the gate, round one, first local fabricator, you know, are they helping to wash those two trade goods? Mm-hmm. That changes the entire dynamic of what that game is going to be like. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, e- either. Either way, that's not the point of what right. kind of my role would be there. It's pointing out that they are setting a tone for how they are going to play Hakan, and that is going to dramatically change the way that this. Game interacts with each other long term, um, and 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 those kind of things. So I think that those are super huge dynamics. Um, going to that idea of newer players or not newer players watching the game, I, I think that's one way that you. Uh, that, that we as talking about the game can help connect players to the game with the people that are watching to the game and like get interest or invested in certain players that are in the game I might be watching a football game with two p- teams that I, I don't care about at all um, but I might get interested in you know a player that they talk about or this or the other and so now I've become invested in this team winning a game because of something that's happened or a way that they've done things or a cool play that I saw or something like that and all of a sudden I have a rooting interest. So yeah. if we can help create a rooting interest um, for, for some of the people, some people I know chat loves to come in and um, they, they, you know, oh, there's a Nalu in the game. I'm rooting for the Nalu or right. there's Narbarak or, um, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for our wise, or, or whatever it is, um, you know, but even if there's just six people that, you, you know, are coming to a game um, uh, that we can help promote, a style of play or right. here's how somebody's playing and it can help get people to understand um that there are different ways to play the game which i think is super fascinating and and something that i enjoy about the game as well
1: yeah i love that kind of uh respecting the idea that this game uh is like very open as far as like the types of values that people have uh, when it comes to it and that there is no like kind of dogmatic like main way to play is i think probably my favorite aspect of the tournament uh and i feel like it's funny because if i can just get on a quick little soapbox here i feel like something people miss when they talk about the tournament is that it is not like there is no defined way that people are approaching the game in tournament season that actually you see uh, such a huge variety of approaches i mean there's like kind of a almost meme i feel like out there that kind of i always kind of bristle a little bit at which is the idea that like oh the space cats peace turtles tournament that's like just a bunch of people like boat floating and stuff and it's like no it's madness out there i mean it's 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 six players coming together with no preconceived notion of what the game should be, and then you just learn stuff about them like w- like right away, like with the local fabricators thing, it's such a great example. and I think that actually happened to me like i had I had a a loan commodity, and you know, in there's a lot of games where people just like kind of wash those. I tried to get it washed, got got nothing, got nowhere on that, and it was like, oh okay, so that's like we and then you just have to adjust to. Do that, you know, like there is no dogma on how Twilight Imperium is played. Maybe there's stuff that people try across, you know, across the board that like ends up paying off in various contexts. But for the most part, in the tournament at least, I feel like it's it's madness. It's just you you show up, you read five completely different people that all have completely different ideas on how the game is played, Um, and then the hopefully the commentator helps the audience figure out how those dynamics um, are playing out. And I think you're doing a great job of, of highlighting that. And I think that's a really important thing to highlight that one of the biggest challenges uh, from the commentary desk is, okay, well, how do these players even play this game? And noting that and emphasizing that and kind of underlining that for people, like what styles are we seeing? And yeah, I, I think you're doing a great job. I really like the way you're doing it, man. I appreciate it.
10: No, I appreciate you all and the opportunity to, uh, to be a part of it. It's been freaking, uh, it's been, it's been a blast and great. And, uh, um, I'm excited to, to be a part of, part of more. It's been great. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on the show, dude. It was uh super fun talking to you about this stuff.
10: Yeah, you as well. Thank you. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, qualifier, uh, try number four. Uh, yeah <laughs> so fourth time's the charm right it's, fourth, it was fourth time's the charm
1: yeah that's what they say they say fourth, yeah. fourth time's the charm yeah, yeah. i'm I, you know i mean with me i yeah i'm i'm i am so good at the game at this point that i am more interested in you know enabling other people to kind of have their their time because i know it's a big deal when people beat me and they're really proud of themselves um so i like to give that to people so i'm and i'm very generous so my plan is to lose As many times as possible, and then I'll get in at the last possible moment. I want to be player number 216. That's my goal.
10: I I, I love that. Actually, I think that would be an amazing game. Hunter's game number 216. (laughs) I I think that would be... I think that should be an event.
1: If I can rake that, that. I will absolutely rake that. So that's a a really good idea.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm joined now by Jasper, the Disasper, as it were. And uh, Jasper, I, I have a really specific topic in this uh, streaming and commentary focused episode uh, to talk to kind of only you about. Uh, really, hopefully we get to talk about uh, Duke Lucum and Flat Tomatoes as well because they were in a similar boat. But in previous years, you kind of bared the load of covering streaming for European time zones, mostly European morning when all of us Americans are in a deep, deep sleep. You kind of ended up being the only person regularly available to stream in those times, which then kind of maybe against your will uh, meant lots of people were requesting that you stream at least the last like two years or at least last year. And yeah, I just I wanted to talk to you about kind of how previous years of streaming felt when there was more of this impetus to like, get every single game done and like where that energy came from within the community?
11: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting topic, right? Um, Well, first of all, I I never really felt obligated to stream anything, even though, yeah.
0: I (laughs) I really don't want people to, and I can't express that enough to anybody who does streaming is there's no obligation, but somehow so many of you uh, take on just so, so much of it. Uh, It's crazy
11: yeah i can, i can understand there's some peer pressure there but i've always um i've always felt that it was it was my own choice to, <laughs> to, but of course when when you plan these uh these streams and um you, you're you're not always prepared for it taking 11 hours right um, right sometimes you're you're just hoping for a quick 8 hour game right. and it doesn't end up happening but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Um, how, how was the European crew in that regard? Or what I felt like happened plenty often, though, was you were scheduling your, especially in the qualifiers, you were spe- scheduling European time games, but actually there were still in the qualifiers, like American players waking up at 3 a.m. their time or whatever to get into these games. But I wonder if you felt like you had an excess of longer games or I th- I think the European kind of group gets this sort of vague sense that they play faster whether or not that's true at all i think that's something that gets said but i wonder from your perspective if that holds any bearing
11: well it it was a mix it was a mix of longer games faster games some some really nice fast games yeah um nothing too atrocious but there were longer games as well so i i don't think we can necessarily claim that europeans are faster (laughs) definitely not yeah (laughs) i would i would think that that we've settled that score
0: especially watching stuff like De sugar in last year's finals where it's like you know we we know plenty of europeans that know how to take time to to find the wind or everything but uh i i'm curious kind of how your relationship with streaming changed over the course of like a couple years obviously you're you're not really streaming so much this year i don't know if you've been doing any co-commentary but i know you kind of had to bow out but you know did it just become too much or does, does it feel like a passing of the torch like let a new <laughs> let a new class of streamers in each year
11: i mean i do want to do it again sometime i just don't want to do it every week yeah, again <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and um yeah i mean life changes and i i have more more of a um a different kind of career path now mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. i not earning money on yet but uh it's just something i put a lot of time in yeah and uh yeah that just means that you know you can't always uh, get a, a free uh saturday for yeah. 12 hours of streaming i mean you have to plan for for the entire day you, right. you can't just assume that it's gonna be that there's gonna be any time left in a in the saturday or sunday yeah whenever you're streaming
0: yeah that's the yeah, big that's- struggle uh for streamers right is there's not anything i mean there's there's no prizes on the line in the whole tournament but especially for streamers there's nothing <laughs> to keep you you know, like keep you in that seat or anything you're just showing up for the benefit of everyone uh so it's it, you know i i think I, that's where i definitely feel the most like uh, gratitude to to all the streamers that do stuff is because it's like I know there's there's almost nothing in it for you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like streaming strategy and stuff and commentary. I I think uh, something Hunter and I have been glad to have more people uh, do streaming is so that uh, other people feel that thing that we got early on, which is uh the the sort of push and pull between commentating and you know talking to Twitch chat or the YouTube bot or whatever about kind of what's going on versus just letting the players talk and not talking over them. And I think every single streamer has like a different balance of how much they step out of the way and just let the players talk. And I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that kind of barometer. Uh,
11: very selfishly, I would say that it's just a lot more fun. If you have a co-commentator and you can just talk about whatever you want basically Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you're streaming a qualifier and (laughs) i mean (laughs) there are so many games that, yeah yeah Yeah, Uh, it's not
0: necessarily the end of the world to sort of talk of yeah there's a difference between the semis and the finals and hunter and i joking about really stupid stuff kind of in the middle of the commentary compared to one of 216 qualifiers or or whatever
11: and and the games just they don't move fast enough that you can't like recap what was what has been going on yeah. like oh yeah the, the trade deal ended in you know a wash being <laughs> right <connected>. that uh, <laughs> is
0: so the part that i think is is hard uh for watchers to maybe understand i think people want to like catch every moment and and maybe there are people out there like thinking i'm going to evaluate how negotiations are done and I feel like the vibe I always get from streamers like once you've watched a bunch you realize oh my gosh it's a lot of people just like slapping each other across the face until you get to the standard x minus one or some variant like it always comes down to sort of the same deals generally speaking and it's only after the fact maybe can you see that a deal was different if that actually ended up that way um but I I I do think there's this aspect, yeah, of like, I can't just sit here and wait. I have to talk about other things. And also sometimes, too, those long-winded trade deliberations are your best time as a commentator to catch up on all of the other important stuff that there maybe is to talk about, right? There's There are plenty of times yeah. during the game when you shouldn't be talking and you do let the players take over and then you got to catch up after the fact and explain things to the viewer. When you're, um, especially when you're co-commentating with someone... What I, I think everybody has a different focus, I guess. Uh, and you kind of indicated maybe you're you're a little bit there to have fun with a co-commentator um, when you're trying to express things to the viewer. Uh, I guess what is your um, what's kind of your guiding principle of what you're trying to explain to the to the Twitch stream? Uh,
11: I always I always focus the most about scoring tempo. Yeah. Um, so like who, who's in, in a good spot, who's, who's like on track to finish round five at 10 points, assuming nothing bad happens to them, which is a big assumption. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and assuming they have scoreable secrets, because obviously those are, that's the info that you don't have as a streamer. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I always assume that the secrets are scoreable, even if it's not actually the case some of the time (laughs) yeah i i Um, like
0: that as a focus too because it kind of indicates you know the the job of a streamer is to just reliably provide that context of why certain actions are being taken or whatever right and to just always be focused on like well how does this affect their tempo right let's keep our eyes on the prize of what what effect this has on tempo and who's actually in the lead and that might give us a clue into how other people are responding to someone who's gotten ahead or someone who has fallen behind or whatever.
11: Yeah, it's very easy to get distracted by, oh, this person has so much plastic mm-hmm. or uh, so much money. And then, you know, it, it's hard to convert it into points sometimes. And someone who, who seems like they have a very uh, undefended <laughs> yeah, <laughs> home system. It only matters once someone else moves in, uh, <laughs> right? Which I mean, during the Euro Games, I think it was more than average that mm-hmm. that ended up happening. Of course, right? Right? Um, I mean, I, I streamed some Australian winners as well, and mm-hmm. I think that community is also not. Um, not a stranger to home system. Yeah, takes, so. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely. Uh, it's, it's. I would say definitely the North Americans that are very uh, loud if they see the token drop in their home system and will do anything in their power to make the token go away or whatever. Um, well, Jasper, obviously, thank you for uh, all the time you've put into streaming the past couple of years, but also I have to give a, a, an extra special thanks to being a part of our mod team. Uh, I hope everybody recognizes the work that our wonderful Discord mods do, and, and you kind of carry that same torch on the Discord of being kind of our only Euro person, so in the wee hours of the morning, it's always like, well, I, I know Jasper might at least have kind of a corner of his eye making sure nothing crazy happens, so I, I of course, appreciate you basically being our U- European correspondent, uh, especially after we, uh, Space Lawyer, had to step down last year, and you were you were there to, to take his mantle, so uh, I appreciate you. Thanks oh what's up everybody all right this one hunter and i are both in this is an interview with hunter we're both here because we're here with our dear friend root root all of this here right now that we're doing It's because of you, buddy. Just so you know, I know we've said it on the show a couple of times, but we're inviting you on this episode, we had to have you because all of this broadcasting, the tournament literally wouldn't exist uh, without you. So thank you for joining us, my my dear, dear friend.
2: It's an honor and pleasure as always, though. I'm absolutely positive people would be streaming your TI games
1: (laughs) regardless of my existence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but no, it was your idea, Root. I and mean, it genuinely Hunter did, did and I g-
0: were just like, let's do this tournament, and you were like, I'll start streaming all the games. And we were like, Oh, I guess that I, I guess he <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I don't think anybody would watch it. And then like <laughs> that was sort of, I don't know, I would say fifty percent of what the show became. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so is <laughs> a pretty big pitch, you know.
2: Yeah, I didn't even really know you guys that well. Yeah. I was just like bored and and uh I loved the idea of streaming and just talking about strategy and yeah. and stuff and so I was like whatever I'll just I'll just do it and see how it goes. Um thankfully I had I had a job that allowed me a lot of free
1: time, <laughs> right? Yeah and uh, we all did else, in those so days. Stupid, so. We did, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. That first tournament, memories of that is pretty strange. I just remember like well we first of all we did a lot of them together all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. But i would be very asleep yeah for a lot of them <laughs> like they would start early i just remember it being like all right i gotta gotta get on the stream and i was like doing so much stand-up back in those days and yeah. i would be like completely dead tired <laughs> and i would be like zoning so bad like uh-huh. i had no idea even what was going on in the game yeah, and i just and remember was... listening to that... you two like go back and forth <laughs> And that, was,
2: and that was at the time where we were not even close to having time limits on our games. So oh, we yeah. We'd routinely no. have, you know, 10, 11 plus hour games on a regular basis. Yes. It was yeah.
1: So bad. And the was
0: tech so was rough. like atrocious. We just w- that was us having yeah. we had Google Drive spreadsheets, spreadsheets yep. to, to keep track of score and <laughs> we were manually inputting them. Yes. Uh, and uh, the, the commentary was terrible. We had no sense of like we learned how to duck like over the course of that year or maybe not even mm-hmm. until tournament 2. I don't think too, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah I don't so don't when, when people complained then about like the commentators are talking over the players and we were like, shut up, everybody. You <laughs> go back and listen to those. It's like, oh no. Oh dear goodness. They need to stop talking because when they talk, you can't hear anybody. It's just yeah. dead stream at that point because it's yeah, just you a can't, bunch of you voices. you can't
1: hear the commentators. You can't hear the players. Yeah. There's no understanding of it's what is being heard at all. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my
2: most... Pressing memories of that time was Trying also to do The recap videos yes Yeah, yeah. which <laughs> Was the greatest mistake that i've made. You did it like twice it's, or something. You did like two or three I, of them and then yeah, you find you
0: messaged me one few. day and I was like, "I'm I'm done. This is too much." And I was like, it's "Yeah, but so I don't know why much. you tried."
2: <laughs> it's like that's an easily a, a full-time job on its yes, own, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, it's
0: gotten so much easier now. Like there's so many more tools in place and and it has become easier to to do that idea we've had a couple of them this season but also to your point it's also my full-time job so (laughs) (laughs) it it becomes easy to dedicate time to that but back you know tournament one again all of us were on borrowed time trying to make that stuff so yeah I, i i think that year was fascinating that's also the year we uh a lot of those games i think weren't even actually streamed initially right they were Uh, because Mm -hmm. we were really afraid of cheating early on. So we were just recording games and doing commentary and then we would post them to YouTube. And the finals of the first year was, I believe when we were like, let's stream this one. And we were like taking it on as this big task. And we had this asinine idea of Hunter and EJ were the stream. And that was a separate set of audio. And you and I root were the VOD. Uh, where, uh, you were in the game master seat where you could see everything. So the idea of that VOD was going to be, oh, we'll actually just know everything. We'll know everybody's secrets and right. all that. Uh, and we did that once and there's a reason we never did it ever, ever again. Cause it didn't yeah. make it interesting.
2: <laughs> I, I remember that. And I remember putting a lot of effort into trying to be very like new player friendly and, yeah. and, and trying to explain basics and things like that. And I think that was. I think that was a mistake. It, there were there were some people who were not fans of that. But I think more than yeah. that, it just wasn't necessary because like no one, no yeah. one who doesn't know T.I. is going to be tuning. Into that. it.
0: It's an interesting <laughs> balance, right? Of like we because we still get comments today of like, can you please like read the entire action card? Like, I don't know. Right. This, I don't know the exact wording of these things or whatever. I think the nightmare of that finals video, uh, if people went back and watched it, is you're doing that and the other issue is present that we were talking about where there's no ducking so you're talking right. the whole time because you're trying to do this new player friendly thing but actually the player audio is playing on top of you which then means yeah. that it's for nobody there's there's nothing happening There was just yeah. we just didn't know how to do the tech yet and i mean honestly too the tech has gotten better like obs has gotten better over time all of these tools have have improved since uh, what was that 2018 or whatever right didn't we lose a game too was that us we lost half of a game at least the very first game we lost like the first half of it or the second half of it or something yeah Yeah.
1: i feel like i also remember a day where i was i was hosting a game this was like in the first tournament and i think we were all we were commentating but i just remember i was hosting the game itself and then my cat (laughs) like like i it my cat accidentally pulled out the power of my <laughs> desktop and turned it off you all remember this yeah like it was no, like i, I don't was remember just that but and... it happened to
0: me one time too my cat my, i have a power button on the top of my pc like it's the, in the worst spot and my cat just jumped up and sat on it and then it was just like pew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is it with cats yeah and man, that they just awful. don't care they're about so bad. twilight imperium <laughs> well something i want to talk about because it's been hot on my mind on over on old gamers almanac hunter and i have been talking about starcraft and we've been talking about oh, yeah. tasteosis and day nine and i remember very specifically in that first year that's something you and i actively talked about is like how can yeah. we emulate the day nine daily how can we emulate Tastosis's quality of streams like what like we we were lo- directly feeding off of watching their starcraft streams and figuring out how we could translate that to the twilight imperium thing so c- can you kind of talk to like the starcraft inspiration for ti streaming
2: oh man absolutely i i watched so so much starcraft streaming uh in my like late teens and early 20s and, yeah. and almost all of it was day nine right uh right I was I was never really into like the competitive StarCraft scene or anything like that. Like I didn't really watch the tournaments, mm-hmm. especially in Brood War, until StarCraft Two came out. And I was like trying to learn this game, and I found Day Nine, and I just got completely sucked in. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about Day Nine is not just that he's like a good communicator, or that he has an incredible ability to understand games and game yeah. mechanics. Yeah. The the thing that really drew me into Day Nine was his friendliness mm-hmm. and, and his, the, the, the attitude about being positive, about being a nerd love <laughs> yeah, that yeah. so
1: much. Right. Yeah.
2: And I think like that was, that was still at a time where being super ultra nerdy about stuff like that was like kind of side-eyed mm-hmm. and like, if you told somebody that you were watching video games on online for hours on an end, people would look at you like you're insane. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Which, I have such a specific memory about that. My, my third year of college, I was in uh, like a writing class and we were talking, I think it was my illustrated narrative class, which was like a graphic novel comic book class or something. Yeah, yeah. But we That's were talking cool we were talking about, you know, different forms of engagement with media and different levels of interactivity, and we started talking about video games, and I'm like hot on watching StarCraft 2 all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and my teacher says in, in this discussion, we're having. Yeah, but it's not like anybody would just sit and watch someone else play a video game. And I just had to be like, uh, <laughs> I, I could, I mean, we could spend a half hour talking about
1: this it's, if you want. <laughs> uh, sorry, the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> it's already, we were already there. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So I, I, I loved everything about day nine. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to. Emulate what he did not just in terms of like being able to provide good commentary and like mm-hmm. you know good strategic commentary and stuff but also to just be a positive yeah friendly like nerd affirmative type presence yeah
0: uh, I, yeah i think that's something too that we've always tried to f- focus on in streams and we've all failed listen we've all been sure. in our 13 of a stream and right. suddenly we have a certain level of vitriol towards oh, the God. players yeah. or whatever and that negativity Absolutely. can take over but I think a guiding principle has always been and I've talked to other streamers about this in this episode but this idea of like when you're streaming from that bird's eye seat part of your job is to sort of empathize with each player yeah. and not assume they're it's... just doing random stupid things it's like no 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 our job here. Is to figure out why they're choosing to take this action that maybe doesn't make sense yet or whatever and evaluate right. those things and sort of there it's a very you have to put yourself in the seat of the player and get into their mindset not just uh, how you would play the scenario out but like let's look at Schroeder. Schroeder's a different kind of player than right. this other player over here. How would Schroeder yeah. probably be going about this situation and what are Schroeder's goals or whatever and I think that was something we especially learned that first year because it was the first time we started to see mm-hmm. those personalities like develop and we we got a real sense of like the different ways to play
2: TI. Yeah and, and testing our own limits and boundaries and like OK, a, a 13 hour stream mm-hmm. is really, really, really hard. And yeah, you have to prepare and you have to have fuel and you have to be able to take breaks and all this stuff. And yeah. like f- figuring that out did not happen instantaneously. But yeah, I, yeah. Uh, we we certainly have had our moments where uh, we were not living up to that. <laughs> we, <we've been>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of true, huh? Um, yeah. I will. W- I got a question. I just want to throw this out here because i've had this this is like a thought i've had before i've even i even tried to like do a go of this what would it take like what what would the day nine daily of twilight imperium be what would it look like yeah what does it need yeah so you know i was literally just this moment
2: like moments ago thinking about what that might look like and one one of the most memorable things about the day nine show was the fun day monday yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. I would I, I I. could see a world in which you guys do something like put out, you know, some sort of zany scenario where you're like, hey, folks, in the next week or month or whatever, try to play a game where you try to do this weird thing in TI and, mm-hmm. and see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the, the fun day, Monday idea. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that could be a thing that, that could happen.
0: Yeah, it's really hard, right? Because the, the sort is. of advantage of Starcraft is, you know, games are At most an hour, (laughs) at absolute most an hour, generally (laughs) much shorter than that. And uh, day nine daily was very much usually taking, he would be taking a game and he's like, let's Mm. break down kind of like every moment of this game. But there would be like a couple specific moments that the reason he chose this game is because he wants to talk about this interaction the single sort of like five seconds in time to to like dissect micro or something but there was always like a goal to expressing that idea and the problem with twilight imperium obviously is like that's so stretched out right that that five seconds is an hour and a half in twilight imperium and hunter like you've tried that before right you were you were trying to do a series where it's like let's let's get a vod and let's break down the moments but it's like it's so hard to stretch through and be like okay this moment that happened in hour one Let's look at how that led to the moment that happened seven hours later. Like, that's yeah. just a it's massive undertaking. So, yeah, I wonder yeah. if there's some other way to do bite-sized chunks that don't require kind of, like, the whole picture of the thing or whatever, but still get that, like, insight into, like, this decision was made for this reason and let's break down that just that moment in time or whatever.
1: I also just, like, it would require so much more pre-production yeah Than what day nine had to do right what's beautiful about how it worked for day nine was that well first of all he's, he was really good at talking about the game yeah uh but he has an actual replay right that he can manipulate mm-hmm. very yeah, succinctly yeah yeah that, and that's, that, that's one of the big thing. and you know i i did
2: there there was a period of time where i did think about trying to do stuff like this mm-hmm um, cause like I went, I went through a phase where I streamed a lot of my own games. Yeah, like it was, right. it was not just streaming ter- tournament games or whatever. Like I went through a phase where I was just streaming every game that I played or at least many of the games that I played. Right. And I thought about, well, like I, I've got these recordings I could go through and, and, um, you know, try to pick moments and really break them down. But, mm. uh, just the amount of time and yeah. effort that that takes. And like, well, and,
0: and also too, <laughs> again, like trying to encapsulate the decisions in ti like it's just so much i think so often you can look at a play and be like well i don't know man that was based on like 10 billion factors like it's in in starcraft you're making a snap decision and then you can evaluate that snap decision (laughs) and in ti it's like well i thought about this play for 45 minutes and right. a few factors changed before i got to make the play that then turned the play into this and yeah i don't and then know they
2: had a sabotage so. and then
0: they just had a sabotage and the whole thing is out the window anyways or yeah. whatever yeah yeah i i think sometimes what youtube wants us to do is like evaluate how negotiation tactics influenced the x minus one to become an x minus two or something and right. I, I also just think i'm not the person uh for for
1: that level of scrutiny sure. no <laughs> i, I I do wonder though if we are maybe sitting on an actual gold mine for this type of stuff because if it was hey like well, let's say the stream is we're sitting there and we we're pulling up a YouTube video from yeah. a game that happened I don't know doesn't matter yeah and we just have like a couple time codes to talk about right and if we talked about just a few notes or like I don't know, an hour or two. Right. Is that basically the same thing, or is that close enough? I think it because is. Because I I feel like it is, and I sort of think that it's, I don't know. I mean, I'd be down to try that. Yeah. It seems like it would be I, fun. Yeah, I think that that's worth trying. I, I
2: think for me, one of, one of the things that I worry about with trying to delve too deep into like a moment or a move or mm-hmm. a, an action or a decision in TI is that the... Like the tactics of it mm-hmm. are generally very simple, right? Yeah, the 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 deep and interesting stuff is going on inside someone's head. Yeah, right. That's true. Um, so, like, I, I think I think you guys are are probably sitting on a goldmine of past like big tournament games where you can you know, go get Duke and be like, Hey, let's revisit this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one action on this one round that that ended up being pivotal. And let's talk about what your thought process was. I like that like that bringing
0: the player in. We have a tight knit community and a lot of these people are still around. The notion of actually sitting down like we've been evaluating this. But what was this for you? What was this moment? What were you doing and thinking and getting kind of that aspect of it? I think that would be a pretty cool interview show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, i think i think i think there's a lot of uh a lot of material there yeah for sure this is yeah, funny well,
0: to have in guess... a podcast because either either someone's going to steal the idea from us or or just sort of I was gonna just of cut loud. this part out of the show <laughs> they'll never know
1: uh, you, can, you can if if i mean if you've got the right personality for it i Heck think yeah. uh, i would absolutely back up somebody that wanted to do that but also i kind of think that i mean i like the ritual of doing something every day yeah, and, and that's, that's the craziest kind of, part of the Day9Daily. That's that the it craziest part day. of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, yeah. Were they literally every day? They it were was five days a week every, or whatever. Like It was, like five, it,
0: it was yeah. weekdays, but yes, it was every day during the week.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Sounds kind of fun. Maybe it'd be worth trying. Maybe I could just do that for a week. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, let's get. see how quickly I run out of gas <laughs> on this idea. <laughs>
0: Well, Root, buddy, thank you for, for hanging out with us. Thank you for always, you know, being there and being a part of this community and and for spearheading what became uh such a such a thing. I mean, it's it's so crazy nowadays to look and see dozens of streamers at this point. So many people yeah, trying this so cool. stuff when when it was really born out of uh really just i mean just you for those first number of streams you were streaming and we were just on to co-commentate with you and and we were all seeing how it would go so 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 much of that came from you so you know we just we appreciate you so much yeah
2: dude I, i appreciate being part of such an awesome community and i know i haven't really been super around for a while, but hopefully that's on on the mend. I have actually played a couple of TI games the last month. one, even in person.
0: Wow.
2: Um, He's back,
0: folks. The tournament uh, six winner is root. Look out, everyone. He's coming for the throne. Definitely
2: definitely not. (laughs) Uh, But that said, I I am so I am hopefully before you guys have the next tournament final, I am planning to work on a a Twitch extension.
1: uh, Oh, yeah, that's right oh my god uh, yeah so that's i have another project that i need to that's work on. Crazy. first. but that's can you that's can you explain that for people real quick like what the goal would sure. be of that project yeah so as you
2: guys kind of alluded to before there's a lot of information in this game when you're streaming and having to like deal with people who don't know the exact phrasings or the the words or what's available that sort of thing you have to spend a lot of time like showing that stuff and and reading cards to people that kind of thing if people just had that information streamed to them, yeah, that would make your lives a lot easier. Right? Yep. So Twitch, Twitch can access the same information that's being streamed to the uh, scoreboard overlays you guys are already using. Yeah, right. And what we can do is we can build that into the Twitch web browser, so that people can literally click on buttons on the screen and pull down like a drop-down menu of uh, like so all the action cards or all of the tech, and just like scroll through that and see. Oh, okay, that's exactly what that does. Uh, that sort of thing. So the the hope is to basically just put all of this information that you guys are kind of bogged down with and and is taking up so much of your screen real estate and put that all in the hands of the viewer so that you right. don't have to deal with it.
1: Wow. That That's and also insane. <laughs> another element of that is because we now have the auto streamer function. Right. It could, the auto stream could also be like a library of information for people. So yeah. they're they're watching a game, there's no commentary, which I think we all agree that commentary makes it better, but obviously you can't commentate nobody wants to commentate every single game that's right. being played because that's way too many games uh but if it's auto streamer and i can look up information that's built into the twitch like that's pretty hefty yeah that's pretty amazing yeah it's really nice um,
0: well, yeah well we look great. forward to it uh and i and i hope you are able to find the time to do it but uh, uh until next time it. root thanks for joining us and we'll we'll see you around happy to guys see ya. good to talk to you dude I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamishimu, Brassbird, Kabala Soul, Kaluan, Daryl, Carnal, Kindred, Spirit, Alice, Leshevsky. Absol, r Tang, and Fancy Zeeling and I want to thank our Teensy Sprouts, Kraken Portmandia, Hercules, Savant, and Vince you can rate this podcast, give it 5 stars you know what you can do this week? You can give us 5 stars and say what a great website! Because guess what folks, it has finally happened, I've been saying it yeah. for like 2 months and I'm sorry, but this time it's real, SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com has been updated it is a beautiful thing and you need to hit it up because the merch is up there, the way we're doing merch now is sort of like limited runs of special types of shirts and I don't know maybe the really popular ones will like come back later but there is an L1Z1X like heavy metal shirt available right now <laughs> that I am obsessed with. Sun Sanders did such a wildly incredible job making this cool design of a shirt and uh, yeah you just have to go see it and, and all the other ones too are like more logo centric but that one blows my mind
1: yeah, um, I've I've actually been wearing my new one th- yeah. this whole time, and yeah. you never commented on it, Matt. I've, on. Well, I I saw it earlier. I, I, right he didn't, I
0: didn't say. I know it's beautiful. It's a it's a wonderful. I'm wearing thing. the
1: Gundam shirt. The Gundam uh, which shirt. Is, i love that one uh it's i mean it's gundam it's just the gundam font yeah I guess. it's not even really the gundam fo- i don't know where we went with this one yeah. but it's well just the, a cool the, thing the original
0: we shirt was on the threadless, and it was a titan of old that looked really really cool and was like wearing like gunda like a little bit of gundam oh, armor yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it had that logo on it but sun was just like i just like the logo a lot can we have a shirt that's just the logo really huge on
1: it and it was like yeah it absolutely just, it's a very 80s anime <laughs> yeah. and i love that a lot that's <laughs> like the vibe i want to live in um, graphic design wise
0: uh what do we have on the docket this week uh i know hunter you're doing a lot of uh games this weekend
1: yeah so friday evening slash night i'll be playing everquest <laughs> saturday i'll <laughs> uh, moving on uh saturday uh i'm going to be playing a, a yin uh yinsterhood game uh-huh. um, where i'm going to play as a federation of soul um because i kind of want uh you know it's 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 holiday time and we've got a handful of super guides left to to write. Yeah. Um, I think we're over halfway done with all of the factions, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted an easy one. You know, I just mm-hmm. didn't want to. I didn't want to try very hard through the rest of the year. So I thought I would select Soul as my next one. I'm going to play, you know, not a whole lot of research games. I'll play a few. Um, And I don't really care. I think I'll probably just post whichever one I think is the best. Yeah. I don't care if I win or lose it. I do not need to ever win another game as Soul. Right. You know, it's like I I have no need. Um, I really just want to reflect on the hero a little bit. Because I think the hero is kind of... There's such an overstated faction Mm -hmm. that somehow the hero like i feel like doesn't get enough talking about yeah and it's such a wide like you could base a whole faction around Mm -hmm. that hero ability but because it's soul it's like just one of their many advantages (laughs) it gets kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit yeah Uh, so i really kind of just want to focus on uh on that because i feel like it just has whenever it pays off it's so insane um but yeah, so that that's kinda of my general idea there. Um, if you haven't if you're in the Insta hood and you haven't signed up for that game yet, like I think there's still a few slots, like yeah. a couple. Um, get on in there. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday I'm going to do another attempt, another qualifier game. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna call them attempts anymore. I'm just playing, y'all. Sure. I'm just playing. Just uh, I've in played the three times. Uh, twice I played a Sardak because I can't resist it <laughs> if they're in the, the pool. So I, and do I expect to win in a game as Sardak? And like, like maybe, maybe it's possible. <laughs> um, second time I played as Hakan didn't didn't yeah. go well. There were there were other things going on. You're there. You're not a Hakan guy, though. You're just not. That's just not your style. Oh, I'm a Hakan guy. I, in what way am I not? I'm a everything guy. What what faction am I? No, not No, what a guy I'm saying about? is, I think
0: Hakan has to want to sit there and wheel and deal and do the BS. Like I I I think I think uh you need a little bit of that and i think you don't care to do that too much
1: i'm just not annoying exactly Um, that's what i'm I'm not gonna play yeah yeah i i don't think you have to play hakan annoying i i i fundamentally i throw that out i had other (laughs) things going on that game if you i don't know if that game is preserved anywhere but you could see there were other things happening to me that game that didn't have anything to do with me playing uh hakan it Uh was just that was just the the vibe of that game um but you'll hear more about that in a future episode about all of these qualifier games and about my journey and yeah. all the things I've learned Boy. about uh, playing in the tournament. One of the, I'll go ahead and spoil one right now. It's not really normal. I can't play the, ga- the game. I can't play in the tournament as a normal person. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. No. It doesn't work. Uh, it's the always funny. few people have said to me yeah. in these games, <laughs> insane stuff. Some of you have said wild stuff. I, I, I'm just not. I thought I could just be like, just show up, you know. Yeah. And just be like, hey, everybody, and just kind of have a normal, you know. Right. Just kind of give people nucks, you know, and sure. we just sit down and play a game.
0: Nope. In front of and behind the scenes, Hunter gets gets some gets some talking to's. I suppose it's, I do. I hear
1: some strange, interesting stuff
0: from you people. It's very weird, and that's why Matt doesn't play in the tournament and never will. Although I am I am playing in. Uh, the async tournament have i talked about this at all i've been playing a game in no. the async tournament it's uh it's one of the slower games i've been in which is no shade to anybody but it's it has been taking a while uh but it's also been a wild ride i'm clan Asar, and uh i won't here's here's a shout out uh tanios you're a cool dude uh but i am gonna stay mad at you forever joke mad ti mad okay let's qualify that i'm gonna i'm gonna be ti mad at you forever tanios is yin And I just came out the gate like, hey, yin buddy, I really want to enable you. How do we get that commander unlocked for you right away, like as soon as possible? How can I help you out? And uh, I would, my my take on it, and Tanios might disagree, but my take is that has not been reciprocated the rest of the game. I have been dunked on summarily by the yin that I unleashed uh, upon the table. So who knows? Uh, That game is far from over, but... Yeah, uh, uh, I guess my the big lesson I have is when you play with Absolute Strangers, which I have not done in a very long time, um, maybe don't just start win-making, uh, like, f- boaty, floaty BS with people you don't know at all, because you have no idea yeah. if they're going to stick to that mentality.
1: <laughs> it's funny, sometimes people talk about, like, they, they'll say SCPT Meta, uh-huh. uh, which is crazy to make it our fault. Yeah. <laughs> I do find that, like, I don't actually think people are as boat floaty as everyone complains about. No. Like, I don't think people are super boat floaty. Yeah. I've, my boat ain't been floated. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I just I finished a an async game with here. Mantis, and
0: that was far from boat floaty. That game was a lot of trash uh, being thrown at each other. That's for sure.
1: I was playing... That's funny that you say that. I was playing an unstreamed game with Mantis uh, the other day, uh, and I... I I was uh, Mantis's neighbor. Uh And I I like, I like reached, I was like, Mantis, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna threaten you on this one thing uh, for a dollar. (laughs) And Mantis was just like, no, no deal, no dollar. And in fact, I'm just going to mess you up as yep. much as I can. Exactly. And I'm like, what? I don't think boat float is a thing, y'all. Like, I actually think most of you are just ready to go forever war. Yes. I yeah. think that's all people really want. Right. Okay. So, yeah. forever like, war. You can't- Alice
0: changed the game. Alice came on this show and talked about ride or die. And ride or die is very different than boat float, is the point. And now we live in the post ride or die world where anybody where will pull die. the guns it's out for everything. Die. Now. exactly
1: no ride all die that's what it's that's my perspective on it i haven't said like i've had a lot of violent games lately i gotta update y'all on the Homebrewers guild are we at that point You'll sure yeah do, do it um Homebrewers guild i've been neglecting you all i am sorry i am we are recording this on a tuesday uh it's the day before you will hear it i have posted all of the information we need uh-huh. to start getting the Lazax action into the game thanksgiving day weekend i want to play that homebrew game or i'll die okay <laughs> so let's we're working on that already uh-huh. it's already posted by uh-huh. the time you've heard this okay if it isn't posted <laughs> quit the show completely <laughs> everyone that's hearing me that's in the homebrewers guild if i haven't posted it yet immediately just leave the. and when i say post i mean just copy and paste all of the information that you all need in order for us to start making these components and getting them into the game <laughs> all right i've made that post you've, because you've if i haven't that. You've, i ruined <laughs> my life i end my whole life creatively artistically uh-huh. is over okay. if i have not done that
0: hunter's dropping the mic here uh to make i haven't sure. done it yet have it not. It's um, and we have stuff to do we have a very long slate of distractions mm-hmm. between now and then so i'm really hoping the best for you buddy uh i hope we don't just lose all of our listeners uh you know all of all of our listeners because our whole listener base is obsessed with homebrew that's definitely the vibe that's all they like <laughs> that's all they like <laughs> uh i feel like we need to bring the agenda phase uh, back I, I as a segment uh we did the big agenda phase mailbag episode and i was like all right we need a break but uh i think it's time to get another post out there for more agenda
1: phase questions because they're fun i don't want that i got a i got an alternate idea <laughs> okay <laughs> i for the holiday spectacular this year which we are doing uh-huh. and i will drag you to it uh-huh. all right uh-huh <laughs> Uh, I think we need to bring back audience agendas. No! Oh, God, no,
0: please! Oh, please, yes. I beg of you! Yes. Please turn off the podcast! Yes. I have to, we need to we bring have to have audience agendas
1: No, 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 back. no, 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 no! <laughs> the Galactic Council, please start submitting audience agendas because that's what we're going to do for the Holiday Spectacular this year. I think it's a good vibe. Oh, God, it has never been a good vibe. We are it's doomed. It's a good vibe. It's so old. I'm so So if scared. you don't even know what it is, audience agendas is this thing we used to do where we would let... The audience submit agenda cards that we would then play with.
0: But nobody understood the concept because the point is that the audience votes on the agendas. They are not no. agendas that we do. They were always, and then people would write agendas that would like. All right. Well, ex- let me improve the concept. To play them.
1: Let me let me improve the concept right now. From now on, the way it works is you write agendas that we use in the agenda phase as if they were real agendas. Bam. So just rewrote fun. the concept. Now it, now it's easier to understand and will be better because then we can just filter out the ones that are too bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Well,
0: fine. Fine. We'll do that. Then we'll do that. And also, you all are going to eat hot wings and I'm going to make you die.
1: Yeah. Hot wing. It's going to be hot wing audience agenda phase or audience, whatever. Audience (laughs) agendas, audience submitted agendas, wing Christmas. All right?
0: Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com.
2: Pax Magnifica, Bellum Loriosum.